are in the VIP lounge of East West. Oh, it, um, a lot of leg here. Yeah, a lot of leg. A lot of leg. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's good for me. You know, I've been exercising a lot. I haven't. My exercise is just like staying up for three days doing drugs and like fucking, you know. Oh, well. This is why we're such good friends because we're so. <laughs> We're just so, so we're, different. Yeah, you, you fill the roles that I don't fill, and I fill the roles. That <laughs> I got to get this. Yeah, because I need to yeah, lean back is, a little bit. I was going to say, there's you know, just, it's like it's such a deep whole, couch. Is this it? This yeah, is this, it? Is it. this is it. Yeah, okay. this is it. You guys are going to get a whole bunch of crotch for this whole episode just because of the angles and the couch. Is, you know, I love it. Dude, this is so, uh, so. Some the Dick Wolf, <laughs> he's never gonna be Dirk. I'm sorry, I love you, bro. Uh, so I'm gonna hold on, I'm gonna interrupt and say we were on a live together the other day, yes. And a viewer who I think is here, with all due respect, Dirk Dick, Dirk the Dick, um, I think his name was Dirk, mm -hmm. and you just misread it and were like, Who's Dick Wolf? Dick Wolf? <laughs> and so, I hope he takes that as a sign of respect, yeah. That's how it, easy once means you get it. a nickname, like that means you're actually on the team, like I'm gonna remember you forever, yeah. you know, yeah. like forever you're the dick wolf you know it's like and then like in my head i have this great like imagination of what of what a dick wolf would look like you know like is his head like the head or like tiktok don't get us banned <laughs> from youtube it's before so the episode starts first episode it gets oh, 10 man. minutes in and it's Am just I done take this off yeah sure sit back that. with it relax you know this couch is just um, all right, so uh, we are in the VIP lounge at East West Studios. What's this up, is um, this is also the um, it's the uh, Studio Five lounge. It used to just be the VIP lounge, but then um, they um, they started booking out five because that wasn't oh. a studio before below yeah. us, and they realized they can't just let people come up here unless they're people from the session because you hear it sure. stomping in the yeah. roof of people yeah, yeah, up yeah. here fucking around and getting drunk and doing stuff. So oh, sure. so then they're like, oh, it's actually now it's the studio. Studio Five Lounge. So, yeah. but the Studio Five Lounge is also where um, uh, I think I talked about this on the podcast before. Where this this was my bed. This is where I slept really? for two weeks while I was secretly living at East West. Wow. <laughs> how much you said this uh, earlier? But how much is the setup worth? Uh, so these these are Cat audio speakers. You can yeah. look them up. C A T Cat. Um, they uh they are like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars for people who can't see which if you go look i just storied a post about this live you can go see it in the background there it's kind of a setup like you'd see in rick rubin's living room but with nothing else yeah it's you know it's I mean? it's like kind it's of like, insane yeah, at it's how stupidity it's like it makes like audio file it stuff. makes this 60 inch tv look like yeah like it's in my dorm room yeah you know it's crazy <laughs> it's like these speakers are enormous that is an old shower over there it does not work but it did work when i lived here oh, wow. so that's how i survived was showering good for you sleeping on this couch and showering and it was so funny because like nobody even noticed that i was like that i was like living, living here, here. Because I was, just was here there, so was there anyone who, who had observed no, no, no one. i think maybe like somebody was closing up one night and i was still sleeping up here yeah and they were like do you need me to you need you know you know you know, you're like, like no i'm gonna work a little bit longer and, and i was like no 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 just uh just don't set the alarm lock everything but don't set the yeah. alarm you know and oh, then i just like, you know, i slept up here. hey by by the way i'm sure people will hop in a couple things first of all thank you for being with us <clears throat> thank you to anyone all four and a half of you who are viewing now yes. and who have listened to the podcasts and we're so i know we're gonna literal get... dozens of you that will listen in the future yeah i've never <laughs> been famous until now but now a dozen yeah. people know my name and people. i'm honored uh no we really are we'll 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 make a bunch of BS jokes, but we are honored. It is a privilege to have you join in with us and listen to hopefully some wisdom and a lot of stupidity. If you're watching over here, which I can't We're even see that screen. We're not going to look at you. Yeah, we can't yeah, see you. This, so. Over here, you're our TikTok friends, so we're, we're real 
friends. We're, that means we're together all the time. You know me and you know Will. Uh, we are live on YouTube, which is why I'm pointing over here. If you want to ask questions, if you want to just watch, you can watch there. But if you want to ask questions and like actually hear how sexy our voices sound like, like this, go over to YouTube. That sounds about right. And then we'll take questions. We got someone here helping us out, and we're going to take questions, and you can be like, truly involved there but if you just want to watch over here and hear us yeah, yell and at a as distance, a you warning can. i like i tend to go a little off the rails and sometimes my tiktoks do get banned so there is a chance maybe currently the he's tiktoks banned. at any yeah i don't get me banned potential, i'm just saying they might shut your live down you yeah, know it's like if i i'll try you. yeah i'll try to be you know a uh, yeah. little bit more on the rails but sometimes <laughs> dude i i swear to, i don't even think i do that much i like i don't say, like i've literally never actually said anything mean to like like yeah any like marginalized people i was gonna anything. say I'm you're kind of on that you're side a solid of people. kind lefty but you are an anarchist yeah at yeah. heart i think yeah, yeah at absolutely. least as your friend i you you're I have bit, to be like you you have you're a respectful person who also might burn whatever building you're in down yes. at that moment and so yeah. you're kind of unhinged in uh, that way somebody made a post about me when I was on tour saying that like my name should be like Darth Greasy or something. And I said, it's like, <laughs> I'm already Greasy. Like you yeah. understand, like I got the name Greasy for a reason. Yeah. It was not an accident. It just, you know. Yeah, it doesn't need an addendum. You I, are. I will, you know, help you record your song, but yeah. then afterwards I might steal your laptop. <laughs> it's like it could happen. Usually, usually we have a topic. We don't have any. No, no today. topics today. We're just going to answer questions We're and, answer and questions. hang out, maybe we, take we, a nap. I'm pretty long-winded, but uh, I figure we'll probably do the same thing as normal, like an hour or so, hour and a half. Of, I love just it. Like I love we've, we've actually talked about this from the beginning. I think this is a... We are figuring this out in real time. We've said that in episodes, yeah. but this is like... If ever it seems like... I think they're making this up as yeah, they go. It's because we literally are. Uh, but this is like an idea that you had, and then now I think we're sold on it. We might do every 10th episode. We'll call 10 yep. episodes a season, the end of every season, which will be every 10th. We'll go live like this, but we've talked since season or since episode one about how nice it would be to be live. Yeah, we we yeah. could BS for days. We have topics, you know, in mind often, but there is something about being able to answer questions in real time. Yeah, and um, really so we wanted letting, to do this since day one. Yeah, and, and I love that. Like, like because most of my TikTok is actually responses to people. Like, sure. I yeah. I do a lot of responding to people and yeah. not a lot of like, here's you know here's yeah. this and let me give you information i just like you know somebody will say something in my comments like like just earlier and i really like this topic because this is a great thing uh to kind of get into a discussion on there is um currently sag after and the uh the writers yeah Union we both drove by are, here. are all uh outside the studios you know not music studios they're, they're hollywood is full of studios so you go through any of these studios and there's big people like protesting out and the one thing that we do not have in this in this music world is a union and solidarity like everybody in this music industry seems to be out for themselves and it's yeah. really tough oh, because it's, it's like very individualistic yeah sure. it's like i mean i also understand that because it kind of has to be right like yeah. it has to yeah. be you can't can't really uh, avoid that because like you know it's like what, what are we going to do like make everybody famous on Spotify or something yeah, yeah yeah but uh the reason that this came up was that the Taylor Swift thing where people were saying um uh somebody said you know like people were calling Taylor Swift greedy because she kept her music off Spotify because she wasn't getting a fair rate and blah 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 and my point to respond to that was that uh it wasn't just it, it the reason that she called got called greedy wasn't because she held out it was because 
she held out by herself and sure. only for herself. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, she could have taken that moment, leveraged it as for a, a rallying cry once, yeah. for every artist in the world. So you true. Know? Yeah. Everybody yeah. that puts music on Spotify could have had a win at that moment because she could have said, "I am not doing this until Spotify." And and it would have been such a good PR move for her too. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah. people would have been like, "Oh my God, look at how." Well, it's she a win-win. She still holds out for herself, but yes. then she gets to champion. But other she gets artists. to champion other artists, and that's the thing that I think is different about me in terms of like the audio industry is like, I, I like I try. I'm like I got to a point. I wouldn't call it the top, but I got to a point. And then instead of pulling the ladder up, I just started putting other ones down for yeah, everybody you are and started that, looking for other yeah. people to like bring up with me. And like, cause yeah. I think there's nothing stronger than having like a whole industry full of people who know that you're a good person and are there to like do the right thing. Absolutely. And then yeah. also have the same mentalities. I'm bringing up the people that I actually agree with. And that's what goes on in TikTok for yeah. me. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, I'll, when I see somebody like, um, what's, um, What's the dude that everybody loves right now that he's like, um, fuck, I can't remember. Is it W. Shane? Yeah, yeah, W. Shane, w. Shane Lance. Lance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. W. I, Shane think, Lance. I think that's who no, you're talking um, about. Oh, God, I can't remember his name. He, I, I, he's the best, dude. He, um, Is he an, uh, like on audio Yeah, talk? he's like an audio talk guy. He's like, a, he's like an engineer, producer type dude. And he's like, he like looks a little bit older, but he's got like this real like all shucks charm about him and shit. I can't remember. God damn it. Jeez, I'm sure it's I know gonna, who it is. Yeah, I know. I know. What we kind of stuff? Tell me what kinds of stuff he posts. Uh, just like, you know, like some, you know, handy tips and stuff, but not in like the, you know, clickbaity way. He's just like, oh, I just thought, I think he was the one that did. he have did, a home studio? Yeah. See the guy with the crazy, stupid, good home studio? No, no, no. That no, guy's okay. great too. That's Steven. Steven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Steven's great. Mm -hmm. um, Shout God out Steven. damn it. It's gonna bug that me. That studio's now. worth more than anyway, his house, by um, the way. I, I like I saw him, a couple thousand people. Same with Phil. Like yeah. Phil's only got like yeah. like maybe fifteen thousand or something like yeah. that. But God, dude, I'm like I'm all about promoting him. He's a great dude. Absolutely. You know, he's yeah. like he he gives dude, responsible. Dude, Phil gets stuff. shouted out on this. We know we all don't even time. know yeah, Phil. Phil yeah. You met him. At I a, met him by okay. accident sure. at a vegan so just spot th in L.A. This That's is so really funny because we don't even know this guy. You met him once, in, mm -hmm. in fairness. But as a compliment, and to we Phil, sat. We sure talk about that guy a lot for knowing, not knowing him at all. We sat across from each other for a good 10 oh, minutes man. and i think we were both doing that is that that tiktok That's dude so good. You know? yeah and then finally i was like i was like it's another phil and i were man. dming about that yesterday it's just another, we've talked about this many times yeah white guys with shaved heads we know we're not the same person yeah but if you're not a white guy with a shaved head and i say this in in defense of these people yes then we are the same person yes it's perceived it doesn't matter you just all white guys with shaved heads yes. you, you just are the same person i have to say it again if you're over here i don't know what's going on over there but what's up we're doing the live pod Will and I, it's on YouTube. It's happening over there. You can just observe here, but if you want to ask questions and like hear this for real, go over to the YouTube. That sounds about right. And we're going to, eventually we're going to quit monologuing at yeah. least for a moment and we'll answer some questions, but uh, go I'm over there. I'm going to be so screwed if I'm ever like the evil villain in like life or something and they get to the end. I'm going to just monologue for like 15 Dude, minutes while they're so, like plotting against honestly, me. Honestly, that's the perfect villain move. To just hold people way too long with the speech. <laughs> look, look, here's the thing. All right. They just want you to get to the murder. I want Could you the just... world to be a better place, but I have to destroy it first. Oh, and here's so the whole good. plan. That's so good. Um, oh. Ariane. You want to yeah, give us a Ariane. question? Shout out, Ariane. Thank you for your help. Oh, shame. Wow. Well, my opinion is that it all oh, it depends, you know? Sure. Uh, yeah. I'm going to give this invaluable production slash mixing tip that I think a lot of people don't really think about 
as much, you know? It's like we get into these minds, so like for rock, right? Yeah. We're gonna get to the chorus, we're gonna, we're gonna do a left and right guitar, probably, sure. you know, sure. we're gonna do this, we're gonna, you know, uh, the, uh, the acoustic's gonna be in the verse, and then that's gonna be like mono down the middle or whatever, you know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. people just get into these like, this is how you make a song, yeah. and to me, this is kind of one of the things that's really cool about engineering from the start of a song. It's like, for me, I'm making a sandwich. You know, it's sure. like, as yeah. soon as yeah, I'm yeah. sitting down behind the console, I'm making a sandwich. If it's just gonna be an acoustic guitar and a vocalist, well, maybe I want it to be a sandwich that's just all bread and, and the, the vocal is the slice of meat sure. in the middle. Yeah. You know, yeah, big yeah. honking pieces of bread, which is the acoustic guitar yeah. and like, you know, and then the vocal in the yeah, middle. That's a great and analogy. That's, yeah. And that's the sandwich I'm gonna eat today, yeah. right? And like, there's all sorts of different ways to make a sandwich. Like, yeah. you know, in that situation, I could say like, okay, well, uh, I, I do want nice bread, but also I want like a bunch of meat in the middle. Yeah. Well, then I'm going to stack up vocals and I'm going to do all this, you know, like yeah. I'm going to make, but maybe I want it to be like a grilled cheese sandwich, you know, a grilled cheese sandwich of, an, of a song, you know, to me is like, that is the guitar. It's the one acoustic and sure. one vocal, sure. yeah. real simple, real natural. Yeah, melted together. You don't care that there's not a lot else going on. Yeah. Maybe, you know, we got a little shaker in there somewhere. That's your salt and your pepper and the butter in the pan. But yeah. we're not getting real into this like crazy thing. We're just making a classic that, that tastes good. Yeah, I like that. You know? And I'll then sometimes you're making a damn... You know, a Jersey Mike. You know, <laughs> sometimes you're Jersey Miking, and you yeah. need to even do Mike's way. You yeah. know, and that's that's how I think of every. So, to answer that question in a big, long, roundabout way, it's like, it's it all depends, man. What kind of sandwich you make? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'll give a similar but adjacent thought and say, practically speaking, I ask myself and even the artist I'm with, what's the story we're telling? If we're telling a story. If the vibe is like this is you, the artist who sat down and played this song and right. it's live, and that that's the emotional story we're telling, then I often prefer a more singular. Uh, this is you on acoustic, and then your voice is on top of it. It feels authentic, right. and the same applies to like if the story is this was a live band recorded in a room. That's a, far less common these days, but yeah. I did a lot of that coming up, and still do some of that. Um, so in those cases, I like the acoustic to be more singular, and it fits, you're using your sandwich analogy, it fits somewhere in there. It's, yeah. it's less folded into the whole thing, and it's got its own specific sure. spot to sit. Um, if, though, it's a more pop thing or hip-hop thing, or it, it's it, it, instead of an acoustic song, um, if the story we're telling is acoustic is just an element in right. here, then I'm I'm not worried. Actually, I'm not even answering the specific question. I don't know that you did either about miking technique. We're talking more. <laughs> this is more like producing. Theory. Well, it's theory. Yeah. Sure. It's sure. Like, so it's, in theory, this though, is like a musical theory, like an engineering totally, or producing totally. theory question yeah. to me more than For it is me, about then, what to do. I'm less concerned. That, yeah, that's what I'm speaking to. I guess I'm less actually concerned with the miking technique. But I will say, then I'm doubling the take. Yeah. Regardless of how you're miking it, I'm doubling the take and I'm letting acoustic, then it's pan hard right. left and right and you're getting a lot of width. Uh, it feels wider and in my mind that makes it more of one of the elements, which might sound ironic because then you're making it bigger and wider. But to me, then it fits in as an element in the song um, versus it needing to feel authentic right. and singular and like this person sat down and played this acoustic part. So we didn't answer the question, but I hope that so, creative question. Yeah, um, I, and, and to add on to that, it, so eight I inches off the 12th fret yeah. and you're fine. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I, I did a song, a bunch of music with this artist, Harry Hudson. And, and when we record guitar, I have never recorded it twice the same way. You sure. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some songs, I literally put a microphone across the room yeah. and the guitar is like, this shitty, trashy kind of 
like has a bunch of room tone sure, and like all this sure. stuff, and it's thin because it's so far away and like has, and because I believe again, it's like, you know, it's a sandwich, and in, and instead of the acoustic guitar in that situation being the meat, now it's the the onion, yeah, you know, yeah, and I just want a little bit, you sure. know, it's like I yeah, just it's want just a little an element bit, in there, and yeah. it's an element that's in there. Yeah. Other times, it's bold, it's up in your yeah. face, and it's you know, it's like, and it becomes like a whole so. Uh, so the the reason that I went on this whole tangent about this is because all of those decisions that you asked about whether we should you should close mic it you know room mic it should you stereo room mic it yeah, like all those yeah. things this all comes down to a a theory what's right for the song yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like what's well, yeah. a theory you know you have to actually think in depth of what you're trying to accomplish and that is every decision I make in, yeah, in engineering so and producing yeah it's it's not just every the... decision comes down to like oh how can I record this that's going to make this song service the best. So true. Yeah, it's not binary. What is right? It's what's right for the song. Yeah. How about another question? Yes. Joel Askew asks. Um, what's up, Joel? Oh yeah. You I promised did you say I would yesterday. say this. This. All right. So here we go. Um, I got a phone call from Travis Barker late one night. It was like a Thursday or something. It was not. It was not an early time frame. It was like probably already like nine o'clock, I think, when he called me. And um, he asked if I was available. And I said, yeah, yeah. And I'd filled in a bunch of times for his other engineer, like anytime he had like something going on and it was important. He also had um, a few kind of like newer engineers that didn't really, uh, you know, like have the same experience as me that, that were working with him, that whenever he had somebody really important, he would have me sub in to Someone like, more you know. Seasoned. Yeah, yeah, just to make sure that things went smoothly Better sandwich and everything. Maker. And, um, and so he called me up and, uh, and he said, can you come out? And I was like, yeah, for sure. Took me about, I don't know, 20 minutes to get out there. And I get there and, and um, I come in and I say, what's up to Travis? Always cool to me, Travis. Travis was never rude to me. He was never mean to me. Like he, we actually bonded uh, over, you know, trauma. You know, he went to that plane crash yeah, and obviously yeah. I've been shot and everything. So we kind of trauma bonded one night having a conversation about like, yeah, I understand what it's like to think you're about to die and like to go to and like, yeah. you know, and like to lose your friends and also not lose your friend and then lose your friend because of the trauma of going through these situations yeah, yeah. and things like that. So anyway, we trauma bonded that night and he was always very cool to me. I never had any issues with Travis. He was always super respectful. He doesn't pay super great uh, in comparison, but you know, you can you can kind of make whatever demands you want, and and if someone's willing to work for it, you know, it's not that he paid me awful, just not you know at sure. the high level of yeah. whatever. I remember one time I told him like, hey, I make this much. I told his management or whatever. I was like, hey, this is how much I charge, and they're like, yeah, no, we don't, we don't do that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they're like, this yeah. is how much we pay, and I was like, oh, uh, all right, uh, yes, yeah, it's fine, he but can do you that, know, yeah. 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 So so anyway, I come in. Travis says, what's up? He said, hey, we're doing vocals with MGK. And so um, there's already a song up. They're already working on it or whatever. As soon as I get there, I say, what's up? You know, I said, what's up, man? I'm Greasy. And he said, uh, Colton. And I was like, cool, man. Uh, you know, thanks. To, you know, whatever. Colson. I don't know what isn't it. Colson or Colton? Colson. I'm not sure. They both sound right. So Yeah, whichever one it is. I don't know if I'm confusing it or not. Anyways, so he says, what's up, man? I'm, I'm this dude. And, and I'm like, yeah. And, uh, you know, and I sit down at the thing. And bro just... He goes right into the booth, first of all. I mean, I've been there three seconds. He goes yeah. right into the booth and he starts like getting snappy with me. Sure, mm -hmm. yeah. And, uh, and I understand that partially. And I'm going to give in this situation a little bit of understanding to the situation because 
I don't know the whole story, but I believe he'd been trying to work already and oh, just okay. been having trouble so been with the other engineer. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think he was frustrated at the other engineer. Whatever. Sure, yeah. But I mean, for the next three hours, he took that frustration out on me entirely. Jeez. The entire, yeah. I mean, like yelling at me, and like, you know, he wanted to do a very specific recording th thing where it's like he has two recording tracks yeah. and he wants to punch back and forth between the two. Sure. Now, obviously, as a seasoned veteran, I know that there is a better way to do that and to give him what he wants still, which I sure. could just, because I use, I'll explain this method sometime for everybody, but I use the, you know, the select and drag method for Pro Tools where it's like I have a single tracking lane yeah. and then a bunch of, you know, like open, uh, tracks yep. yeah. that I can just drag stuff to based on what I need. It's kind of comping in real yeah. time almost. And yeah. like I, I don't do templates, but I do kind of have like a, okay, if I'm doing vocals and I know I'm doing a lot, this is how I would set it up. And I set up a bunch of tracks so it's like kind of clean or whatever. Sure. So anyway, uh, I'm kind of committed to the way that the previous engineer was working because of the way he set it up and yeah. everything before I even got there. And so he's like, no, bro, I want two record tracks open. He's like yelling at me through the microphone, like literally being like, get this shit, man. I'm tired of fucking waiting. Like, Jeez. you need to go faster, man. You need to go faster. And like people that have seen me work know that I'm like one of the fastest in the yeah, game. Sure. You know, like tracking vocals, like at this point, I've done that thousands of times sure. with thousands so of different easy, artists yeah. that it's like, I'm yeah. so good at it. Like, I, it's, it's like instant. Yeah. Like most people that work with me at some point in time, no matter how long they've been in the industry, at some point in time, they go, man, you're like really fast. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. And then like, you know, proceed to ask me my number and that's how I get repeat clients and stuff. Yeah. But bro was just on me yeah. all night long for wow. a good like four hours straight just so aggressive, so shitty, like Jeez, every time bad. he, and, and I was just like, man, like, and like I kept going through and, uh, and eventually uh, we recorded um, Play This When I'm Gone. It's the last song on his um, Tickets to My Downfall album. And um, we recorded it entirely. Like yeah. we got a, Travis gets like, you know, loops from people or like guitar parts or something like that. He found that in one of the things. They liked it. They built the entire song. Right there. I built Jeez. the entire song yeah. in Pro Tools or whatever. Yeah. We produced it as we were going along. Yeah. And then he sang vocals across it, right? Well. I did that entire song pretty yeah. much, right? And then uh, only at that point, after we finished that song, did he suddenly realize like, oh, this dude actually did a great job. Jeez. Yeah. You know? Did he ever make it up to you? Did he ever apologize or back? On the way out, he dapped. He was like, okay. he was like, yeah. hey man, great, great work. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. Like that was yeah, the yeah. closest it came. Now, that's I mean, obviously, like again, like I said, I understand. Sure. It wasn't I, aimed at you or but, it wasn't your But there is a really, really big issue with me yeah. that if you are shitty to people in the studio, I don't care what the reason is. Dude. Yeah. If you're a shitty person in the studio, like I am I, like I, one, I will remember that. Two, I will not be afraid to tell people about on it. On your podcast. You know, on my podcast. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't bring this up before. Because That's why I, we made this podcast. There so was Will a could time drag. when MGK was getting dragged publicly pretty hard, yeah. you know, and everybody hated him. Yeah. And I didn't say anything during that time because I'm not, I'm not that guy. I'm not going to clout chase fucking O's because that's what's going to happen is like somebody's going to post this somewhere and be like, MGK's engineer says he's the worst person alive, you know. But... Um, in reality, like I do understand it. I just think that those types of people, that's a very toxic 
awful thing to do to yeah. be that way in the studio because we're making art, yeah. you know, and your engineer is a part of that artistic process. Yeah. And the worse you treat them or anybody, man, I don't even I don't ride with people who are, are shitty to their assistants. Yeah. You know, people who are not even involved in that yeah. part of it, you know. I mean, you're just identifying a life principle. You, you shouldn't have to work with people who are treating yeah, and you the people around them shitty. You shouldn't be afraid. This is something that I think the, the TikTok has given me a lot of, um, a lot of um, room to express, which is that, like, you know, an artist is nothing without an engineer. Yeah. You know, there is very few artists that exist in the world that can do... A, a, an even close to comparable job to what I can do inside yeah. inside Pro Tools or yeah. inside a DAW in general, you know, in terms of recording, in, in terms of technological like understanding. I've said this many times. We bridge the gap between art and technology. Yeah, yeah we yeah. are essential to the process. And if you uh, and if you are disrespectful to those people, and that's the type of person you are, I'm not going to be afraid to say something about it. Yeah, you know. And, and somebody said to me early it, when I first did this about Travis Scott, and I said Travis Scott was awful to work with. Yeah. Somebody was like, aren't you worried that that's going to stop people from wanting to work with you? Yeah. And I was like, who? The worst people? Yeah. Because they don't want to get exposed? Yeah. The worst people won't want to work with me? Yeah. Cool. You're deter yeah. yeah, you're deterring the right people. Yeah, great. Yeah. Nice people are never going to look at that and be like, oh, I can't work with that guy. He, yeah. He talks about how people, because I do also talk about the great artists. That no, I I've certainly, I've heard you, you do. Know? Yeah, I've yeah. many times, uh, you know, talked about how Vic Mensa is one of the nicest people and yeah. one of my best friends in the world because he absolutely respects the people yeah. in the, that are in the process and how good he is with like, you know, with treating everybody fairly yeah. and also literally is like a ride or die friend will help yeah. somebody get out of jail, yeah. you know, like pay lawyer bills. Like he's literally gotten like three guys out of jail. Like yeah. he's a great person. Yeah. I talk about that all the time. Yeah. Absolutely. But I'm also not going to be afraid to say like, you know, Travis Scott or MGK are like really bad people to work for and they suck. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. It pays to be kind. You shouldn't be kind because it pays. You got to <laughs> do it out of the earnestness and sincerity of your heart. But yeah, definitely. Uh, it pays to be kind and people like to work with kind people. I think it's a common misconception, especially for artists less so on the production engineering side, but for artists that you can be or maybe even should be a dick of some kind. Yeah. That with that is this like power mover, like, oh, they're, so, they're such an artist, they're, they're unattainable, and uh, that's just how they are. Most people, most sane people in the industry do not like to work with people like that. Yeah. And it's actually yeah. rare, and it really, and again, you gotta do it honestly, but it pays to be kind and easy. To, it doesn't mean you ha can't have you a backbone, can be, you but can you gotta be, be easy to work with. As an artist, you can be direct, you can be like, I have many artists who say to me, like, 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 we'll be doing stuff and they'll be like, oh, sorry, man, I'm not trying to be like bossy or anything. I just, I, I sure. work fast, yeah. you know, and, and I'm always like, no, 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 do that. Yeah. You know, I am not taking any insult to that. Yeah. It's when you are blatantly disrespectful, oh, you know, sure. and you're yeah. like, cause there's, there is a huge difference in my mind between like, oh, hey, yeah, you know, um, like, uh, do that and do that, fly that there, put that there, put that there, do, no, 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 that, no, 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 you know, like, cause, cause that's yeah. kind of how ID. Dude, I was is. gonna, I was gonna say you're a huge red flag with MGK is just that he's dictating how you track it. Right. He can't see your screen. He doesn't yeah. know what your workflow is, but the fact that he's dictating technically how his session be tracked is a, is a big red flag. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime that happens, we you talked about that before with clients where it's like, you know, people like bringing in their own Bring XLR their own, cables yeah, and stuff yep. like that and just like demanding I'm happy to be like, gracious and flexible and open sure. to what an artist wants. And you said they should be able to speak up. Kindness doesn't mean you can't speak up or be right. blunt. That's, it, that's, that's not what it is. I'm not talking about being nice. And you I always try and, and make blunt, clients but, feel yeah. like that's okay. Oh, you for know? sure. It has like, to be. You know, it's it has like, to be. You can do that. Just don't. You know, don't don't make me feel like less of a person. Yeah. You know, because also like, I've been through things you can't even imagine, and your petty little insults mean nothing to me yeah. really. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, dude, the first day I was in the Marines, literally the first day I was waiting, and I I asked somebody beside me. There's like a holding period where they like put you in like the thing, and I asked the guy that was with me what the guy what the drill instructor that's screaming just said because I couldn't understand. It. I was like, what did he just say? And this other drill instructor saw me and he walked and he said, shut your fucking cum dumpster right now before I wow. stick something in it. And I was Jeez. like, this is my first day in the Marines. I was like, uh, yes, sir. <laughs> wow. So it's like, America. I've, been, I've had some people say some awful things yeah, to me. You I'm know? sure in the Marines. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, well, and with that in mind, let's hear the next question. Also, hold on. TikTok. I keep, I got to keep doing Redirect. this. Redirect. Yeah. Go to YouTube. If you want to ask questions, be a part of the conversation. Hop over there. I can't see who's there, what what's yeah, being said, but we, we love you so much. This is on just so you can view and then to remind you to go over to YouTube. So that sounds about right on YouTube if you want part of the conversation. Also, you have a better view of our crotches. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure I've got a, some solid white dad legs <laughs> going on right here. All right, we're ready for the next question. Ooh, this is a this is a moment that every studio uh, person has that you have to make a decision whether you are going to literally just grind yeah. forever, just barely making enough, or are you going to slip on over to the mixing side and start getting paid ridiculous amounts of money, you know? Me, I, just for my own sake, so people know this, I do everything, right? I'm well yeah. known that I do everything. I'll literally go on tour with you. I do anything. If you, um, if you hire me, right, my, when I, my first number, unless I know you're like Disney or something, the first thing I say to you, a day rate, 12 hours, sure. yeah. you know, for a live session, for a tracking session, $850. Yeah. For me, for, just for me, that is my... Just to be my, physically yes. present, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, a mix for me starts at three grand a mix takes me three four hours yeah max yeah you know uh maybe if it's a particularly big mix with a lot of stuff maybe i'm like on the five hours or something i'm making four times as much almost three and a half times as much in a couple hours as i do you know, all, but I love tracking. Yeah. That's the you, hard part about and it. And you're just yeah. so good at it. Yeah. So uh, it's not like they're binary or one is whatever you can, because unless you had a different trajectory than me, I spent a lot of years doing many things that weren't necessarily, they were within the realm, like under the umbrella of music. And I, I'm so grateful that I got to, but they weren't my passion. It right. wasn't until the last, maybe even four or five years that I was able to shift almost fully to what I prefer. And that songwriting, being a part of the whole process, right? Yeah. More creative. Uh, and, but I loved it. So my point is, Unless you're at a different level, you're, you know, these answers are still valid, but they're not at your level. They can't charge three grand yet. Yeah. You have to build there. It might take, I mean, not to sound negative, but five, ten years of just grinding it out where you are before you're able to even have the clientele and notoriety and name and, and 
catalog yeah. to charge for mixing. So if you see an out and an ability to sidestep into mixing and or any time in your career that you can take a step or start leaning that way, I suggest doing that. Otherwise, <laughs> I would just keep your your nose down and keep doing what okay. whatever is in front of you. That's going to as long as you're making progress, you're making progress. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I've said that before too. But here the the um what I think, if you are trying to, because of where you're at, Westlake is obviously a pretty high notoriety studio here. Yeah, in good LA. for you. A lot of people it's a, are looking for that. It's a good spot. There's a lot of connections there. Uh, and through those connections, one of the things that you could do is become a mix assistant for uh, some other engineer. Yeah. And that is yeah, your there are pivot definitely ways to lean that way. Where yeah. you still get to be uh, in the studio and you don't have to just abandon your grind, yeah. you know, but you get invaluable like like my friend uh jeremy who was my one of the first interns i ever took on jeremy um came and helped me i was building a studio at the time and he came and i he said man i'm, I'm trying to intern for you i want to come out to la or whatever and i was like look man i'm building a studio right now if you help me do that like the dirty trash yeah yep when you're done with your internship i'll help you get a job anywhere you want Jeez, right? killer and um so he came and he helped me uh, and I took advantage of the free work, but also when he got done, uh, I helped him get a job over at Larrabee, wow. where Manny Mariquin yep. and Jason Joshua yeah. were. And I told him, like, look, man, you're going to have to start at the bottom here, but just stick around. You're smart. You're better than a lot of these people. I know you're a hardworking dude. Uh, stick around. You will eventually get a, an opportunity to move around. And I think he was there for a while. I think he was there for over a year before Manny had a couple people leave. And he got moved up to be a mix Killer. assistant for Manny. Yeah, yeah. Then he became Manny's like ghost mixer, and now he's freelance and like does. Yeah. But he got to get paid while being in the studio and working his way yeah. up. And then one of the things that I love about Manny, um, and, and Manny, and I have been friends for almost probably like a decade now because I had a studio at Larrabee for a while too when I was coming up uh, as a tracking engineer, um, and I would go over there and talk to him all the time. Something's going on. Oh, it's just somebody's thing. It's fine. <laughs> Requesting to yeah. go live. Um, so somebody, <laughs> uh, somebody um, uh, uh, left, and he got the job or whatever. And and Manny always made sure that any of his assistants on any of the mixes that he did got credited as mix assistant. Yeah. So these guys starting off working for Manny are getting these monster you know the weekend and yeah kanye west Crazy. and yeah. travis it's an insane Scott level like to start these, at. that's like you're getting your name on hundreds of these credits all the yeah. time because manny's very good about making sure his team does get credited properly and so uh you know you're you're getting insane credits while you're learning a crazy so my point is for westlake guy is that if you can find a mixer that does need an assistant you already have the i've been working at a studio i do know oh, the process sure. yeah. you are the right candidate for somebody who wants a mix assistant you just have to put your ear up. and the biggest thing in this industry because you're at westlake you just have to talk about it you just have That's to true, make, yeah or just to start start asserting that you do yes that. and i'm not like a big secret guy or anything like that you know <laughs> like just will it and it will happen 
But if you talk about it around people, somebody will eventually say, hey, man, you know what? I heard this guy's looking forward. Or I, I know this person. 100%. And you will get connected that fast. That's how everything I've ever done in this industry has worked out. You sure. just, yeah. you say it out loud to enough people and eventually someone's like, hey, yeah. I know a guy that, you know, is exactly 100%. what you're talking about. Yeah, be, start asserting that you are a mixer. Yeah. I think the main thing, I, I know for sure, I take it for granted. I imagine you do too. But that we take for granted from where we started, probably true for this guy, is clientele having built-in people coming to us because yes. of where we physically were. Yeah. We weren't anyone with any notoriety. We didn't have any clout. Whatever clout we have now, we certainly didn't have then. So people weren't coming to us. Most people, almost anyone can sit at home and hypothetically can get better at mixing, can like hone their skills, which you have to do. But what most people don't have and what you have, Mr. Westlake, and then we should move on, but you have clientele at your feet. You are at a studio that is attracting people to you that you don't necessarily deserve yet. And I can say that because that was me for many yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, me too. The studio brought me a validity, shout out Pacific Studios in, in Tacoma, Washington, that I didn't deserve. And you have the same. So no matter what you do, no matter how you lean, you're absolutely right. Lean it that way. Start verbalizing to people, asserting that you are a mixer. But just take advantage of the people who are just at your feet because you're there. And I would stay there as long as you can to build that clientele because that's a lot harder. That's what most people are scrambling to try to figure out. Yeah. They, can get, they can sit at home and get good, hypothetically, on their own. But... Finding clients and ha attracting yeah, people to work to you is really even tough. Even being like Westlake, like just on that thing alone, like Westlake is the type of place where somebody is already paying eighteen hundred a day or something. Sure. Yeah, they have the budget to do stuff versus like the rest of the industry where it's like, you know, uh, yeah, I got I got a hundred. Somebody somebody offered me recently a hundred dollars a mix, and I I apologize to that person if they're watching this. I didn't mean to not respond to you. I just like. <laughs> I got, I got busy and then I forgot until literally this yeah. moment, but they offered me like $100 a song. I was like, I, I, can't, I can't do that. Sure, like, yeah. They, they couldn't pay enough for you to even respond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not true. You're not a dick like that. No, right, I'm not. I do. I, I, I do stuff for people cheap all the time. It's like, it's just right now I'm inundated with shit and I have so much stuff. It's a great problem to have. People are paying me real money for it, so. It's a great problem to have. All right, yep. what do we got next? Yeah. You say vile? Oh, viable. How vile is... I was like, classic. a man after my own heart. Yeah, That's New York so is vile. It's a fucking cesspool. I'll chime in right away you and say... You smell I, your own farts in New I York. don't know all those markets. Maybe you do, but my, I'll just keep it short. Uh, I would guess anywhere you are, if you lean in... You're talking about physical locations. It's a different conversation uh, that can be adjacent, but like a different conversation about building clientele and notoriety on the internet. Uh, but if you're in whatever community you are physically in, if you just lean in, uh, working with artists, work with as many people as you can, go knock on uh, doors at studios, I think you can make something happen. There's a bit of a boomer mentality that comes with that because I realize that is far easier said than done. Um, so the point I'm making is I couldn't speak to those specific markets, um, but I think wherever you are, make it work. I came up in like a C-level market, right. and it worked out. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think if you push hard enough, stay good and are not a dick to people, you can make it work in any of those places, no matter how vile or viable they yeah. are. Um, I'm gonna lead off by saying I fucking hate New York. I don't care. I don't care what anybody says, I hate going there. It's like every time I'm there, I'm like, literally, you guys are just smelling your own farts all day long. It's like, it's just trash in the street. I've seen the oh. biggest rats I've ever seen. All of New York is basically what like downtown LA is. You wow. know, it's like downtown LA is like three blocks of like Skid Row sure. and like the and like the garment district that just it's like oh it's gross here. But like all of New York is that way, and I just I hate it. Every time I go there, I'm always like. An, however, 
Uh, and also, I hate I hate the studios in New York too. They're some of the worst studios wow. in the world are in New York. I don't know. I don't have any. It's like it's all like fucking. Not work there. Thirteenth floor, you know, like sandwich between like some other weird sandwich shop. Yeah, you know, sandwich <laughs> shop. You know, it's like the weirdest place. Like every studio in New York is like I, I don't know. I just don't like working yeah. in New York. Every time some artist asks me to go to New York, I'm always like, yeah, I'll do it, but I'll complain the whole time I'm there. I promise. It doesn't you. sound like you to be negative about yeah. <laughs> about a place, but. I think that any city that you are in, any major city, you are inherently more likely to be able to make a career. And I think the probability is the same. I think the probability of getting a career in Nashville and New York and L.A. and uh, I guess so it's really like the Seattle, maybe, you yeah. know, it's like yeah. you're all about equal in terms of the amount of artists that are living in that city that need to have work done and that can actually like you know sure. get can afford to pay for it because they're already living in a city that is expensive as hell so when you say something like yeah i need a thousand dollars for this they're like yeah I don't, I don't know it sounds right that's like what like three days rent in sounds new york or right. something, you know so yeah. anyway uh, i think that all of them are viable options i think uh i think that it all depends on what type of person you are, sure, yeah. how viable each one of those markets are. Yeah. Because me personally, I don't really like the Nashville flow. Mm, yeah. You know, like I don't think, um, I don't think the Nashville flow is very like, it's very like right now, like cause country music's got a lot of money uh, and it's like one of the top charting things sure. now. Yeah. Um, it's very much like a mentality of uh, let's, you know, everything's like four hour sessions, just get in. Sure. It's, yeah. it's a conveyor belt of yeah. music, you yeah. know? And I don't really like that, mm. you know? I like it to feel, I don't know, like LA just has a different speed in terms of how yeah. sessions go and yeah. stuff like, I work on a lot of sessions where we might do a, a week long session and like, do one song or three songs. Yeah. yeah I think you're describing normal. no shade to Nashville. And this is a bit of a different conversation, but you're describing maybe an artist's approach, which is a lot of what we're getting out here in LA. Yeah. An artist or whatever the, the entity is, is coming in to focus on a specific project, whether it's a song or an album, whatever. They're focusing on that. Whereas you're right, they're at the conveyor belt is a great way to put it. With respect to Nashville, there are so many insane studio musicians. Right. That's what I think yeah, of when yeah, I think yeah. of that's Nashville. That's what I think too, I think of like studio writers. Studio yes, they're, and they're all there just pumping out magic, yes. but it is very conveyor belt. It's a little less yeah. personal, and you get less of that. Like in L.A., someone might come in, whether it's east-west or for me, someone flies in for a week, they're, and they're just there to work on their thing. Yes. It's very yeah, artist-focused, yeah. and I think you get it different. Something I'll chime in about, having it, you mentioning Seattle reminds me, Seattle's certainly not, at least, uh, this is no shade, but level-wise, certainly yeah. not at the same level as L.A., New York, or Atlanta, those kinds of things. I will say, from my own experience, there can be an upside or maybe an accessibility to a slightly lower level market. Like if you're in, I couldn't even, I'm not even gonna list off a bunch of American cities, but I came up uh, in the Seattle area, just outside actually in Tacoma, but it was all the same scene. And there, there's some, like, you're not up against heavy hitters like you would be if you're in New York or LA or Nashville or yeah. Atlanta. And not that you should be afraid to fight, but like, uh, if you're not up against those heavy hitters, it can be a bit easier to carve out your own space yeah. uh, as a producer or as an engineer. So yeah, definitely. I think make it work where you are would be my thing. Yeah, I, I do think that, I mean, like, you know, I, I left Phoenix to come to L.A. Yeah. because even though Phoenix is like the sixth largest city in the United States right now, uh, the audio, like, community was not up to par there. You want to move that yeah. stand, by the way? I feel like it's like sitting in, not, not that, this one, the, the one that... Oh, yeah, yeah, just so it's not. I, I don't know if like the home viewers on YouTube are just watching us. Anyway, 
questions and stuff. This is just like you're viewing. But go over to YouTube and you'll see more of our legs. And you can ask questions. <laughs> yeah, so um, I don't think that, um, like I, I did not think the Phoenix audio community was up to par for what sure, I expected, sure. you know? Yeah, yeah. People are not like big bands. I wanted to work with the best in the world. And I've always, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. I literally, uh, I, I left school and four days after I finished school, yeah. I was working here at East West, like with the Chili Peppers and Big Bang. That's stupidity. It's you know, crazy. It's like, yeah. Something I, I'll add then is you're right. Phoenix isn't super musical. No offense to Phoenix. I mean, they have music, but yeah, it's, it's different. Just different. The point yeah. I'm making is with some self awareness, Seattle, although not massive, not like massive like New York or LA, uh, has a, like a storied music history. Sure. Whereas there are probably a lot of American cities or other countries, but yeah, we're in America, that, that are big, but don't have the same music culture right. that a Seattle has. And even what I was going to say about the Phoenix thing is like, what is, to your point, is like in Phoenix, there is like two or three studios that if you are a big band and you are on tour and you stop in Phoenix and you're you trying drop to do in. something, yeah. you stop at that studio sure. yeah. to do some recording. You yeah. know, it's like, oh, we got three days after Phoenix. Let's stop at this Dude, place. Our studio in Tacoma was right next to a dome for the, and the same right, thing happened. Right, yeah. and, um, and there's a Sonic Ranch uh, down well, in Texas. Yeah. Like That's another one of those places where if you're nearby, you might like stop in to record there. And a lot of people destination record at these places as well, like because sure, like yeah. Sonic Ranch I think does this, but this place in Phoenix does this for sure. It's like they also have an apartment there that yeah, so you can go stay camp with out your there band. for a while. Like yeah. you could actually stay. So there is a, a, a like an opportunity in these smaller markets to work with big artists if you build a name to be something, you know, yeah. to be something yeah. in you and that is much easier to do in a small market. Like my competition here in LA as a tracking engineer, I'm up against my mentors like Robert Carranza and yeah. Nico Bolas and Jim Scott and Greg Kohler, who I just saw the other day and had a great conversation with. Uh, there's like the best in the world are also right here. Yeah. yeah. So I am in effect. Uh, now it's a great problem to have, because also a lot of those guys, when they can't do something, oh, they're passing you work. Will yeah. be like, hey, you should hit up this other person. Maybe not yeah. me necessarily sometimes, but they are be like, oh, you know what, I can't. But you know who also is great is yeah. Darryl so you Thorpe build or, a network, and you know. might be in line for some for some good work. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's like you said, make it work where you're at yeah. if you if you need to. You know, if that's yeah. what you're trying to do. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck, guy. What, what else you we got? got? Yeah. Let's get another one. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'll just tell you flat out, like I said, like a, a day of tracking for me, I usually charge eight fifty. The studios at East West vary in price depending on which one you're trying to work on, but I would budget a good $2,000 a day for each studio. And then, um, that is on, in addition to your rate. Yes. In to addition clarify. to mine. So now we're up to about 2,800, you know, $2,900, almost three grand. And then on top of that, uh, if you want to have other musicians come in, you want to have people like do things. It depends on what you're tr trying to do. If there's any equipment rental, if there's a, all of that gets factored in. It's very easy for like if you were trying to do a very real session uh, to get into the five thousand dollar range. Yeah, you know, yeah. on like musicians, gear. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean. Um, uh, food even is a big yeah. studio expense. You know, yeah. you're looking at yeah. if you got a bunch of people in the studio with you, you're looking at a good 
five, six hundred dollars for a day of food. Sure. You know, yeah. like in if you're booking the session, you're buying the food, by the way. Yeah, definitely. I'm not telling. I'm should, saying that's how that's it is. That's a rule. That yeah. is the rule. If you book <laughs> the session, you're paying for lunch. Like I don't, I don't even think I used to like, like, like ask about it at the like. Oh, should we do lunch? And like, are you? Is it cool if you? Now I'm just like, yeah, man, uh, you're getting lunch and the, give your yeah. credit card. It's sort of. It's a different. Yeah. It's it's sort of protocol. But, it's like. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I would say it's very easy to budget between three and five thousand dollars for a day with me somewhere. What you want to accomplish is all going through that. But if you are very serious about engaging in this and doing this, um, you can reach out to me through my website, and there's plenty of information on there uh, to contact me. There's like a, 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 a form or whatever, yeah. and. And I will absolutely, I mean, I take everybody serious and, and true. Yeah. Will admitted not long ago on a podcast that he mixed a song once for lunch. <laughs> yeah, I did. So, you know. I did. He's uh, balling hard, but, you know, maybe a sandwich. Yeah, you yeah, mentioned yeah, Jersey yeah, Mike's you, later. You can, yeah, you can, never, you can never really tell what's going to happen with me. I'm kind of a, I'm a wild person. If I like you enough, man, I just like, you know, hang out or whatever. But, yeah. Uh, but not a lot of you. I also do get, I get a lot of requests. I'm sure you do, too. A lot of people like, can you listen to my song or can you yeah. I, I'm wanting to do an album like would you listen to these demos and tell me it's like I have, I have notes for a podcast on that by the way it's a we, to, just to coach artists through maybe their uh, how they should reach out to, to yeah. producers and engineers because there's a lot of that where it's like are you fishing for a session or do you just want my opinion right right and you're gonna and, peace out and, and to be and perfectly honest TikTok I, or something yeah I can't um I like I can't I get dozens of those like yeah. all the time it's like yeah. I have a lot of people that reach out to me, even just through my website, um, I will occasionally get, I mean, very often actually get people who just like, hey, I really like your stuff and that's cool and like, I love it. But it's like, you know, I'm digging through like 50 people that are saying, hey yeah. man, I love your stuff to find one person that's like, I have a mix, Look, I have a budget. I'm trying to, yeah, looking like, to get, get So to it's work. like, if you are reaching out to me through my website, get get to the point really fast because it's more likely that I will sure. respond. It's like, I don't need... Same. I, I like I, I love everybody, but like the more of your life story I have to read before I get to like <laughs> what you're actually sure. talking about, yeah. the harder it is for me to even like, yeah make the it. ask like, concise. We are both sure. Shane and I are both just we're, we're just ourselves. It's just us running these yeah. social media empires, yeah. you know. So <laughs> it's like we don't I don't you know we don't have that time to give literally in your case almost two hundred thousand people the individual attention that they you know deserve as humans makes me sound way know? cooler than i am but in this moment i'm going to pretend <laughs> to be that cool what else we got thank you for reading these off by the yeah. way wow how you feel about that it's a good question uh i feel like a a pretty like mild amount of both uh, meaning uh, regardless like let's pretend we're at the beginning of the process it's the artist's song i'm here to help facilitate the process yes and i'm invested like if, especially and we both are, have the privilege of doing this but most of the time i'm not above money i still have to keep my family and yes. myself alive so i'll do work for money but i get to choose and, and do things that i like point i'm making is i'm invested i want it to do well but it is and i say this with humility it is the artist's song. Right. So uh, that's the first thing that comes to mind is I think, let's imagine in that case, it just does great. I hope they credit me correctly. Uh, that's something yeah. I work out early on. Spell my like, name right. I wanna, yeah, I want to <laughs> be credited well. I want, I love, you know, it looks good for me too and I love it. Uh, it's success for all. It's a win, win, win. But uh, that's the artist's success. Right. And uh, kind of like in tandem with that, I'm going to do the best I can. But I, I have 
worked on many, many terrible songs, but done the best work I could. You do. Yeah, for sure. And I still, from time to time, work on, on songs that are subpar because I have to stay alive. And, uh, and that's the artist's song as well. Yeah. So I get to cherry pick what I yep. show off. Yep. Uh, but yeah, all that said, I, I really do mean, I'm not even trying to remove myself or like shirk the answer, but for the most part, it's the, it's the artist's song. If, if we get to the place where they are hitting send to Spotify and we're shaking hands agreeing it's done, it's ultimately their decision, it's their song, and I, yep. I hope it, do, it does well, but uh, I think it's their song. Yeah, um, I will say, first off, uh, very early in my career, Omos Keith, who is the producer of Channel Orange, um, he said to me uh, one time, and I love this quote, I use it every, every now and then, I'll just post it somewhere, but he said, I don't give a fuck what you say about me, <laughs> just spell my name right in the credits. And, and, and uh, you know, uh, my name being spelled right in those Frank Ocean credits has kind of done me well. Yeah. So uh, that being very true, I, I, I also, um, I've spoken about this before, but I've had a few artists that I've worked with that I had really big hopes thinking like, like this sure. is going to change sure. the world whenever this song comes out. Uh, yeah. And again, that's, that comes from the, uh, the danger of the, you know, the Frank Ocean thing. That's one of the first projects I ever worked on. Sure, so, so the really an high unknown point to artist, start on. Yeah. You know, an unknown artist that no one knew about when I started working on. The Nostalgia Ultra EP hadn't even dropped when I started working wow. on it. So he had just been like, you know, a, known as a writer and maybe like a, a guest feature. Just a kid around town, really yeah. He wasn't really locked in on Frank Ocean yet, you know, as a name. Like yeah. it was still kind of like, yeah, I'm like working on this thing. So... For, to see that go on to be literally like a generationally defining album for an artist yeah, yeah. kind of messed my brain up a little bit. Sure, yeah. Because then I there? believed every artist that I felt like that about yeah. was going to succeed. And it only took a few big heartbreaks to be like, okay, I, I, cannot, I cannot be so invested in this that whenever something does well that I work on, I sure. feel like... I'm depressed that it, it you know, sure, it, yeah. it, it's like it's not getting the success that I think it deserves. Yeah. Or when something, you know, does amazing that I'm like on top of the world being like, oh, I did yeah, that, I did that. you can't ride the wave know? up or down. Yeah, it's I, like you have to have a nice steady understanding of I am doing my best. I am giving my all. I believe in these things and I like these things. Yeah. But if they don't go off, you know, this is just another one of those millions of songs every single oh, day for sure. that get yeah. lost in the ether I was, that I was are thinking, very good. You know? I was thinking more from a responsibility <laughs> perspective, but I, what, what you're answering is, uh, to me, highlights, it's just a gamble every time. Every it time. could be incredible and not catch, and that's no one's fault, yes. and it could be terrible and, and blow up. Yes. You'd like to think, it's like an old-school mindset, that good music will, will, will prevail. There really is, you, you would hope so, but there's so much more than that, I, including not just marketing skills, TikTok, all the stuff that's a part of it today. And it always has been, by the way. It's TikTok today. It was something else 50 years ago. It was giving a ago. DJ a hand Yeah, it, it's always been a bit of a gamble. It, there was no purity to it. If anything, I think it was maybe worse back then. Yeah. It was so elitist. And it ju just was late. I don't know why, by the that's a whole other thing, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but it, I don't know when people talk about I wish the industry was the way it was back then. It's like it's giving Make America Great Again. It's like, right. who, who right. was it better for? Yeah, who was it Because I don't for? think it was better. Whatever. But yeah, it's just a gamble no matter what. So yeah. that's a, it's, a good, it's a good way to look yeah, at it. Yeah, I definitely think that, um, you know, it's like you, uh, when something is bad and you were a part of it, you know, you have to be able to look at yourself and be like, yeah, I was... 
Yeah. I was, yeah. I, I, I was there, you know, sure. but also it's a job and I got to do what I got to do. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And not, on, not always is it going to be the thing that I'm putting on my resume. Sure. Yeah. You know? This isn't for lack of self-awareness. Success or not, I look back at projects all the time. I posted about this from a different specific angle the other day. I look back at projects all the time. Maybe I shouldn't, but <laughs> I think, oh, if I did that today... Yeah. I do it this way. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah, and I absolutely. like to think I'm uh, creatively, there's this like kind of spiritual approach, like let it go. It is what it is. Let it have its own life. But to my, yeah, to what you're saying, like, gosh, I'll, I'll listen back to projects and think, oh, I would, I totally hit that differently today. Yeah. I wish I could. I mean, I, dude, I look at the, the Vic Mensa stuff that I did. What I, when I first started working with him, I was very optimistic about, um, about, uh, yeah, you were saying it felt like he was making really up. creative stuff. Yeah. I was like, but like, as we got into the, you know, the sixth month of working on this record, sure, it started, yeah. you know, you, I was like, this was like my first, I'm working on this record, just this record for yeah. a long, long period of time. And uh, by the time we got to like month six, like I was burned out on creativity and sure. I didn't really have, and just so like, now I know too, like whenever I do those projects, when I'm months into a project, yeah. like I got to still give extra effort in those times sure. because because those are the times when things actually start to like when when they matter the most. Yeah, you know, at the yeah. end, giving the hundred and ten percent. Like maybe in the beginning, chill out a little bit and like propose. Sure. Yeah. But um, that 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 specific thing, what, the best about bit, that yeah. was so the best thing that I learned from that whole process was to like um, to take charge and 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 to say like. No, I'm in charge of the sound. Like he may tell me what he's thinking or whatever. Yeah. But I need to drive this bus at all times. Yeah. And like make sure all the kids get to school. And like <laughs> Yeah, and you're thinking more practical. Like I just this is what we have to do to get this done. Yeah. So whenever you get to like those situations now that I said all that because it is like when you start taking more control like that. Yeah. The responsibility of how this does weighs then on it does you much get on, more. Yeah, you then know, this conversation, you then you do more. feel responsible. So it's like you have to find all of these balances at all times because yeah. it is really difficult to really know how much at all times you yeah. should care. Dude, this is so uh, lax, by the way, and how I much leg it. we're showing. So I feel as I cross my leg like this, I feel a little bit like we're at a sleepover. <laughs> I mean, and we're gonna be yeah. like, dude, have any girls? Uh, like, let's look yeah. at the yearbook and talk oh about the God, prettiest dude. girl. It's uh, Michelle is oh, so it looks, pretty, dude. I'm feeling like a little like we're in junior high. Shout out Michelle, a, my ninth grade girlfriend. Oh, that was who, real? Um, you pulled a real name yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was great, man. Yeah. She was a really nice girl. We still talk some. I mean, not just like, lo, like not like talk. We sure, like, yeah. I, I like, oh, your kids are beautiful on yeah. like Instagram yeah, yeah. or whatever. But classic. Like, wow. Uh, Shout yeah. out Michelle. Michelle, she was a great, great person. Well, really nice classic. girl. She was very classy. <laughs> Her parents made her break up with me because uh, I got arrested. See, this is sleepover. This is this is yeah, yeah. junior high sleepover yeah. talk. All right, what else? What else we got? What's up, everyone? How deep are we into this, by the way? How long has it been? Well, I'm well, what time fun. is it? I I'm having. Tell you yeah, what time, what time is it? Oh, so it's been an hour. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, well, that's not bad. If you're on TikTok, I don't know who's over there. We can't see the screen. I don't know what's going on. It's probably two and a half of you. If you want to be involved and ask questions. You can go over to the YouTube. That sounds about right, and you can be more involved there. Or just look at the side view of our legs. Again, this is like, I, I've said this multiple times, but this is just the widest dad stuff right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the shorts. There's yeah. like, it's just, yeah. We're it's giving, hot, man. It's California. Yeah, we're in L.A. It's, like, it's uh, Notice, though, like, this is the difference. Like, uh, I'll put on shorts, but I'm still decked in black. Yeah, you know? you're an all-black like, kind of guy. That Johnny yeah. Cash, you know, when I was arrested, I was dressed in black. Sure, I, yeah. Man. Me Look, too, bro. What is, what is it? It looks like it looks like <laughs> you're going time. to a, looks like you're going to a funeral. Yeah. Oh, so maybe I am. Maybe I am. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a great will quote. All right, what else we got? Uh, pretty much 
Oh, cool. Yeah, some water would be cool. Uh, man, uh, he didn't say anything, you know, because honestly, to be very fair to all these people in this I'm situation, it's like he's not gonna um, he's not gonna step into this situation and start like admonishing an artist or be because also it, his job is to like get this this going, you know, this song needs to be finished. We're trying to do a, an album for in this situation. So um, after though, he was like, ah, oh, man, you know, like that, I, like, sorry, he was like being so like kind of shitty towards you or whatever. And I was like, oh man, you know what, dude, I totally understand. Like, and I do again, totally understand. I'm just, it's, it's not going to change my job in that moment. Uh, just like Travis's job shouldn't change no matter what is going on. Nobody's life should change in that moment. If an artist is going to be mean, if an artist is going to like, we're not going to like, like end the session over like some gruff remarks sure. or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. What's going to happen is we are going to soldier on and do our jobs sure. and then deal with it later and then deal with it later. And my dealing with it later was like, well, I'm never going to answer sure. a phone call from MGK. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah. if somebody says, Hey, do you want to do this MGK session? I may say, no hard pass. Yeah. You know, but like, would you work moment, with him again, by the way? No, I don't think so. No. I mean, honestly, if 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 like if if there was some sort of communication, like if yeah. if if he saw this yeah. and was like, "Oh man, like like my bad." It was like, contrite. I yeah. It was a, it was yeah. a bad situation. I was yeah. going through this or whatever like whatever what like if he even his people reached out and were like, "Hey man, MGK would like to work with you again." Like uh he he knows about this conversation yeah, yeah. and wanted to offer like you know just like hey that was sure. a bad time and it's not going to be yeah. like that cool yeah, yeah. man water yeah, yeah. under the bridge i don't give a shit you know it's like not even, but in any other situation if somebody just like you know blindly i'd be like no i'm good i don't i don't need sure. to, i don't need yeah. the money i don't need the i don't need that feeling like i'll turn I'll, i will work with people for less money who make me feel good absolutely yeah all right People like you like making music week, you like. It's, it's always more valuable. Then work with people who will pay me my full day rate but make me feel shitty. Yeah. You know, it's like, yep. I didn't get into this business to be like that. I didn't watch my friends die face down in the mud in the Vietnam <laughs> so I could come home and be treated like shit by some liberal communist hippie who fucking <laughs> goddamn... Is, is this a movie quote? Yeah, I mean, close. I'm like kind of Walter... From the from the Big Lebowski, but wow. And then and then and then uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 fuck it, goddamn it! I've been so bad with names today. Uh, Steve. Uh, oh, are you quoting? It's Tropic Thunder. No, 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 no. I was I was I was going on the other dude from Big Lebowski, oh. Donnie. Donnie. Yeah. And he's I've like, seen the movie. Like, but I'm not you a were, cult You weren't even in Vietnam, Walter. And he's like, <laughs> shut your mouth, Donnie. You're out of your fucking element. You know. <laughs> wow. Anyway, oh, um, man. but yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I didn't go through a life of hardship to then like be treated poorly by sure. someone. I don't care how big you are yeah. and how important this is. Yeah. Some of the biggest artists that I've worked with and to name drop those people, uh, Killer Mike, uh, yeah. Zach De La Rocha, uh, 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 Cedric, uh, uh, Bilar De La Zavala, De Zavala from <laughs> Mars, Volta. Uh, Mars Volta. Yeah, well, uh, all kinds. All, all the nicest people yeah, you could work yeah, with. Yeah. All follow me on social media and like my stuff and say, yeah. hey man, real cool. And yeah. like, you know, I mean, Zach doesn't because Zach doesn't have social media. Yeah. He doesn't even like, he doesn't even like use the internet except for to like <laughs> look up like obscure 90s bands that he was really obsessed yeah. with or something. Oh, but that's um, classic. Uh, all those other people that I mentioned uh, are all very kind to me and treat yeah. me very nice. Yeah. So why would you make are time for? Are extremely respectful to yeah. me and pay me my day rate. Yeah. 
why the fuck would I work with somebody who is disrespectful and mean to me? I don't need that. I don't yeah. need to do it. Yep. So, so yeah, again, uh, if somebody was to be, you know, respectful in, in any of these people that I name drop as being mean and we're like, hey, man, I was just because I can understand that again, too. Man, the life of an artist is extremely difficult. Yeah. Like, I used to see this with Vic all the time. Uh, people would come into the studio that we'd never met before. Yeah. And Vic was a different person. Yeah. He was very guarded and very closed off mm. and doesn't really like want to open up to these people sure, and like sure. new, and it's like engineers and stuff yeah. like that. Because, because you don't know like any single person you meet. I mean, shit, man, I'm literally here right now, shit talking MGK on the internet, yeah. you know? <laughs> any person you yeah. meet could be the next person to sell you out on the internet sure, somewhere yeah. or ruin yeah, your yeah. life or be shitty towards yeah. you or like, or like sneak Gotta a watch picture out for of the you. Ops. And dude, I mean, Pop Smoke did his very last session in this studio. Wow, I didn't know that. That I was supposed to be on. I actually got, I, I was wow. supposed to work that session and then the label to, decided they didn't want to pay that rate and like balked on it or whatever. But wow. his last session where he was divulging the address of his place by accident and shit, all that stuff happened in this studio. Wow. And then he went home and that night he got murdered over a couple grand. You wow. Know? And like, understandably so. When we were on tour with IDK, he was very protective of everything. Don't bring people on the bus. If yeah. you bring people, he said this directly, if you bring people on the bus, I am, without talking to me, without asking me if yeah. it's okay, without clearing things with me first, I'm going to embarrass you in front of that person. Wow. I'm going to tell you that you and them both need to get the fuck off this bus wow. right now. Yeah. He's like, because you don't know we, we go through these cities, especially rappers. Like, a lot of people don't know this about rappers. Sure, yeah. But when you go from city to city, if you're affiliated, you know, yeah. even loosely affiliated yeah, with yeah. somebody, Bloods, Crips, uh, Gangster Disciples, you yeah. know, like Stones, doesn't matter. Whatever you are, you got to check in with the people in that city. Yeah, yeah. You know? You need to say, A, I'm in your city, and I'm the ops. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or... Hey, I'm in your city and I'm not the Alps. Yeah. But like, and that's like a lot of the shit that, you know, that they talk about with, um, with Migos bro that yeah. got killed. You know, it's like he, you know, they were in this city, they were in Houston and it's like, there's some, there's some questionable control over who, yeah. who runs these gangs and shit. Yeah. And like where, and you need to make your presence known inside these cities yeah. Yeah. or conversely, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And don't make any noise, yeah. Because you will get. I've seen it, dude. I mean, I mean, on tour, like there was multiple times on like the Pusha T tour where like they they packed up early, and and security was tight, and like things were very, you know, questionable about because there's very real beefs that go beyond just rap beefs, yeah. Because a lot of these guys are affiliated, yeah. you know, in wow. some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And I'm not going to, like, dime on any of the stuff that went on on that shit. But there was often concerns of, like, hey, we are in a dangerous place. Everybody look and be tight. Yeah, keep the circle day. tight. Yeah. Keep yeah. The, don't be bringing people around. So all that to say is, like, you don't know what somebody else is going through. Sure. They yeah. don't know you. You're the first. It's, like, the first. There is real like beefs in yeah. this industry that are tied to like gang activity that are tied to uh even i mean dude even I, i'm again not gonna there are people that are not in the rap industry that are tied to mongols you yeah. know the the biker gang here yeah. in, in southern california who are tied to you know uh 
groups like that, yeah. you know, that exist. I can't say more because I'm going to give away a bunch of shit if I do. But there are people that are affiliated with all sorts of different yeah. underground organizations yeah. inside this industry. And you never know being any of these people, which is why, you know, like the Travis Scott thing. I don't know. And like yeah. maybe, maybe he was like that to me because he didn't know he didn't me. He didn't know who you were. Me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He didn't trust me. Yeah. Yeah. Do I think that's still shitty? Yeah, sure. Yeah. And also a really good way to make a new op? Sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Um, right, yeah, what, what else, else we got? got? Keep throwing them out, by the way. I think we're, we're like Russian roulette, right? Like we're bouncing yeah. around. Yeah, yeah, So no matter how late you are, you got a chance. You can yeah, throw questions. Yeah, you can always show up. Oh, okay. Oh, no, sure. we, uh, we By the end of that last question, I didn't remember what the question was. I either. did. Andrew so. Masters, who everybody knows as being uh, the uh, studio tour guy, the the clickbaity epic studio tours. It's fun. Uh, I, but what's up, Andrew? I still watch those. Yeah. I, he sends them to me occasionally, and yeah. I don't even watch them when he sends them to me. <laughs> it's like I'll throw them on in the background. Uh, I, uh, it's fun to see other people's home setups. It's inspiring. Oh, just I, the other day, Mark Sibili—no, it's not Mark Sibili. Some other guy, the guy with curly hair in Nashville, dark hair, whatever. His assistant follows us and is a big fan of the podcast. Oh. He, I don't know if you remember this, but some assistant of someone reached out to both of us and was like, "What's up?" We were we were both interacting with him, oh, and yeah. it was that guy's assistant. But either way, I just watched his episode. Uh, on Andrew's channel. So what's up, Andrew? Andrew's great, man. I love Andrew. For those of you that don't know, we go way back. Uh, literally, both of our first jobs were right beside each other in the audio world. Um, Andrew goes all the way back to Rockford, Illinois. His dad is actually Fred Durst. A lot of people don't know this, but he is actually Fred Durst. No, actually, I think his dad was in Mudvayne, or his mom is basically a groupie, I think. Yeah, it's the sentence. He's Fred Durst is his dad. Yeah, I think so. No, or like, it's not. No, or like, um, maybe it's like Wes Borland is his. Da- I don't know. It's one of his his dad. This needs to be confirmed right now. I want to <laughs> ask him a question more than I want to hear yeah. this question answered. Um, who's your dad, Andrew? Is it? Yeah. Are you being serious? If he knows, I mean, I don't know if he even knows, but oh, but something. I, like, I'm you're the one sure spouting this off, Andrew. Tell us who your dad is. Um, but Andrew Masters asked me to talk about okay, Nickelback. Nickelback. Uh, I worked with Nickelback. I've told this story a couple times, uh, but Andrew doesn't really do TikTok, so he wouldn't know this. Uh, also, Andrew Masters isn't his real name. I mean, it is his real name now because he changed it, but don't go pretending that's your real name, like, forever. I'm going to out him super hard on this so we can, like, use all these clips, and I'm going to clickbait all over <laughs> Just YouTube with this. feud with Andrew. Um, no, uh, Andrew Masters is a great guy, um, and he asked me to talk about Nickelback. So uh, Nickelback, I did a session with them. And when they first, you know, I was an assistant on the session, when they first asked me if I would work with Nickelback, well, it's not like, would you, they'd be like, hey, we're doing Nickelback next week. Can you do these 10 days or whatever whatever it was, you know? And I was like, yes, of course, I can work 10 days straight. I'm always into that. <laughs> and um, Did you know who it was going to be with? Yeah, they okay. say like, yeah. oh, it's Nickelback, it's 10 days, yeah. you know? And, like, and a lot of times, because I was like the, the like, I deeply loved here whenever, if I went into the studio and they said, hey, uh, like they were talking, or into the manager's office and they were talking about a session, and I was like, oh, I want to work that session. Sure, you you can almost call it. I could be like, yeah, I want to do that, make sure I'm on that, you know, like I would be great for that. And then they'd be like, oh, actually, perfect, yeah, it lines up. And, you know, sometimes I didn't get them, but a lot of times I did get some of the bigger sessions because I'd be like hanging out in the office whenever they called to book time. And I'm like, yep, I want to do that, put me on that. but I worked the Nickelback session because they wanted to do... Oh, wait, no, it wasn't a tape session. Was it a tape session? Dang, I don't even remember. But we were in Studio 2. And um, 
uh, the engineer sent me some instructions and the first day I was working in there and some guy comes in to set up drums, you know, and I assume he's the drum tech because sure. the drummer from Nickelback doesn't set up his drums. Yeah. You know? And so the, the drum tech comes in and he starts like doing all this stuff and he's like going, he's like, he's like talking and I'm like, and he's like, man, which way is stage left? Is it left, left? Or is it, you know, it's like, well, it's stage, you're on the stage, you know? Anyway, so I'm like, what kind of fucking drum tech doesn't know what stage left is? Yeah. Like, and then I realized he's not the drum tech. He's been so nice to me and everything that yeah. I was like, he couldn't be the drummer. He's just so nice. And he, he eventually lets loose that he used to drum for Three Doors Down and he's like the nicest guy in the world. Yeah. And he is the drummer for Nickelback. No way. And I'm like, man, great at least yeah. one person on this session is going to be cool sure you know yeah. you don't know you never know everybody yeah. could be the biggest assholes so the drummer cool as shit bass player shows up the guitarist shows up i think they were like brothers and they're all like cousins or some wow. shit they show up and um and and they're super nice too and i'm like fuck yeah dude but as they come through and they're all really nice i'm like oh man this that means that that means chad, chad is going to be the chad you know it's like and I'm worried about this. I'm like, I'm literally stressing a little bit about yeah. it. And Chad shows up and he comes walking into the live room and all the bands in the control room and I'm in the live room doing some stuff and he comes up and I was like, oh, hey man, how's it going? I'm, I'm Will, I'm your assistant. You know, it wasn't greasy yet, you know? Yeah. I was like, I'm Will, I'm your assistant. And uh, he's like, oh, cool, Will, man, oh man, great to meet you, man, what's your last name? And at this point in my entire career as, an as working in a studio, no one ever asked me that. Well, no one was ever yeah. like, what's your last name, Will? Yeah. And I was like, Ansbach, and he's like, Ansbach? That's a German name, huh? And I'm like, yeah, he's like, that's a great name, Ansbach. He's like, it's powerful, man. It's like, wow. and also having the last name Ansbach, I, I've never had anybody say that before. Yeah. You know, yeah. no one has ever complimented my last name, <laughs> you know? And, and he's like, man, that's great. He's like, well, let's go into the control room, talk to the guys and see what's going on and everything. So we, we you know, pack up, we, we, we stop talking, we go into the control room, we get into the control room. And he's like, hey, everybody's like, hey, and they all kind of like, you know, do a room hello, you know. Yeah. And he's like, hey, you guys met Will yet? And they're all like, yeah. And he's like, you guys get his last name? And they're what? like, they're like, no, no, no. He's like, he's like Anspach. And the whole band in unison is all like, Anspach. <laughs> like, like it was a rehearsal. They must have thing. a thing for last names like, or something. And they're like, great last name, man. Everybody, oh, and that's I was classic. Like, the entire week and a half I spent with them was awesome. They were so nice sweet. To me. I love to it hear was, that. The Stanley Cup playoffs were going, yeah, and they're all Canadian. Sure, so they were. Hyped. And it took me till I realized that, yeah, that they're all Canadian. Yeah, that I was like, yeah, yeah. oh, of course they're the nicest fucking people. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Dude, and that's actually, so sweet because I feel like they get a, such a bad rap. Dude, I think it's flipping now. I've, they, I've seen that too. It's true. I, they Very have true. Lean, and let this be a lesson to anybody that ever feels like, like if you get to a point that notoriety or whatever of like being who you are, like MGK could learn from this right now. Sure, yeah, like, yeah. He is in the Nickelback thing. And it was very funny when Nickelback was um, at that height, there was this meme going or this like joke going around on Facebook before like Instagram and all that other stuff was really like, uh, it was like, a, it was some sort of like shortcut that you clicked or a link or some shit yeah. that you clicked on and it was like, um, it showed you all your friends that were following Nickelback. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it was like as soon as you, you clicked on it, it showed you every person sure. that you knew on Facebook that was following Nickelback, and it had some tagline about like, "You really think everybody hates wow, Nickelback?" Wow, sure, yeah. Look at all these people who. It's follow like McDonald's. Nickelback. Somebody's eating there. Yeah, somebody's. Eat and and I thought it was very funny because Nickelback totally leaned into it. Yeah. And even then, when I was working with them, 
you know, like, because I remember I was talking to the guitarist one day and I'm a big metal head in general. Like I love metal music. Uh, I'm, I'm, you'll always, I played in metal bands. Like uh, you'll always find me adjacent to some sort of yeah. metal thing going on. And we were getting, we were talking, you know, about the yeah. classics, Pantera and Slayer and Megadeth and all that yeah. stuff. And their knowledge was as deep as mine about black metal about you wow. know about thrash about yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. All, all the so they're not just like pop guys who are grifting no, on, on in heavy fact, yeah. they were metal yeah and then they were like man you know what sucks girls don't come to our shows <laughs> <laughs> we need to write some pop songs we need to like find a way to get some girls involved in yeah. this because it sucks going and i as a person who played metal yeah bro there is nothing worse than every show you've ever played is just, just a bunch of bros 200 dudes and your girlfriends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's like, it's so brutal being there. It's yeah. like, damn, man. Like, I just, I can't, you know, I, it, it's hard. Even when I was in a metal band and we were at our most successful, we were like, hey, should we do like a cover band as like a side project just to like, just to get some, just so we could like see other people. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, oh, just so we, it, was, it was like, it was like being polyamorous in music yeah. where you're like, I just want to like, I just want to have some fans that have be teeth, open. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I just, I just want to have some fans that like don't smell. You yeah. Know? Oh, <laughs> like, that's classic. You guys smell fucking awful. Now metal's yeah. taking a change. Like we got b bands like Polyphia. Yeah, you were just their talking fans, about that tour. Yeah. Their fans got a lot cleaner. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. those. They're definitely math metal people. Cleaner. Smarter. You know? Yeah. Metal has taken a little bit of a change. When I was doing it, it was all smelly kids. But we definitely have a lot more like clean cut. You know, like. <laughs> cool metal guys yeah. between the buried and me really did it for us like yeah. they have a whole band where like none of them have long hair and like yeah. none of them look like they literally just got done with a D, &D session in their yeah. mom's basement you know yeah like that helped a lot wow anyway so that's the nickelback story they're actually there wonderful go, guys if they are out there in the world and ever want to work again i would gladly engineer for them it will up uh, i want to i up. just remembered i want to know what andrew did andrew answer is his dad west borland Maybe not. We'll take the next question, but I... No? All right. Sorry, Andrew. He's probably, like, trying to text me right now, being like, stop telling everybody about that. <laughs> like, people are going to try and get to Fred Durst through me. Oh, man. I want to know. I'm sorry. If you knew, late. Andrew, when I first met him, he had frosted tips. Wow. Frosted if his dad's... His that hand. would make a lot of sense yeah. if his dad was Fred Durst. Yeah. If you're on TikTok, what's up? We can't see the comments but we love you and hop we're gonna be on i'm probably gonna wrap up an event in, in a bit but well hop, you've already peed so hop we don't over have to like youtube hard of an yeah out, no no know? it's true i don't <laughs> have to pee yet i will have to eventually it's almost always the end it's going to become a shtick but hop over to youtube and you can answer uh, ask questions yeah and just also so people know about me personally i literally I, like I'm the guy on the car trip that's like driving and yeah. he's like no my bladder controls when we stop I'm the dad <laughs> of the car trips yeah and I can go forever dude you know I cannot I, pee for like three days if I need to I think it's because I'm so hydrated I, I would like to think so and I run a lot so I need a lot of water but I pee constantly we I better only, let's do the next question before I have to pee I, I only drink like one bottle of water oh yeah Say it again? yeah Mike give him the mic real quick so he can announce oh, sure. it yeah, yeah. All right, so Hector Manta asks, what are some must-do editing for vocals before beginning the mixing process? Must-do editing for vocals before the mix Technical. process. Technical. Well, I'll give you my order. You know, it's like I always, um, my first step, even if I had a comp with the artist when we were in the studio, if I'm like yeah. doing stuff, my first step, if I'm, if I'm the tracking engineer and the mixing engineer, my first step is I go through and recomp everything. Sure. Make sure that, um, 
you know, sometimes, sometimes you'll leave a thing in there because you have tune on and that's what you're listening through and something that's not quite good will slip through and you might go through and try and find a slightly better part. But it's usually, um, you know, that, that's my first step is like uh, a lot of soloing of the vocal to listen through the whole thing to make sure breaths aren't getting chopped yeah. and like, you know, there's not a weird edit anywhere yeah. and all that stuff. And then once all my weird edits, because that used to be a, a crucial step. If you tried to melodyne before you fixed weirdness. Oh, you couldn't go back. You couldn't go back. Now you, you can, were like which spending, is nice. It happens now in real can, time. Now you can, it's very nice. And uh, although the edits aren't still right for the solo mode, for, they have to fix that. Maybe they have in the news. Yeah. And also they fucked That up is so much better. It wasn't that long ago. I don't know if people remember. But yeah, you used to have to make to sure, brutal. make certain Everything that your editing and timing was done beforehand. Because once you processed Melodyne, there was no going back. Yeah, you had to print the Melodyne yeah. then, which meant you had to commit to Melodyne, yep. which means you had or to Or undo it and redo it. Everything yeah. was so committed yeah. in those Because that of moment. Melodyne. It was, yeah, the, it was like this Melodyne. moment where it forced you to make a final decision. Yeah, so then it was like, you know, once I got all the, the comp really good, the cleanup, and that still maintains in my process now because I don't like to go back and have like people committed to something that's like not right or correct. And sure. Somewhere. So sure. Um, I do still try and keep that process in my 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 process, my step in my process. But um, after that, uh, I melodyne everything, and and sometimes it's two words in the entire song. Sure. Yeah. Sometimes it's heavy-handed, and I got to do a lot of stuff. But either way, you are never hearing my melodyne if I don't want you to. In yeah. fact, I'll I'll flat out say you are never hearing my melody. Sure, yeah. You have never heard my melody on a song. If you heard something in tuning... Yeah, it was auto-tune. It was auto-tune yeah. at anything. Yeah. And it was intentionally left for you to hear that that way. Sure, yeah. Because... Melodyne is so incredibly transparent when done correctly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm now, you know, I mean, I cracked my first Melodyne, but um, I'm now, you know, my sixth or seventh edition, fifth sure. or sixth edition, I don't know, of Melodyne yeah. that yeah. I had. I was on the first Melodyne. I yeah. remember when Melodyne was released and people were like, you're not going to believe it. It was one of the first things it. I was allowed to do or made to do it as was, an assistant was yeah. just to tune vocals. It was so early with Melodyne that a rep from Celimony yeah was coming to studios to tell them sure. that this yeah. thing existed. It's crazy because it's now so important. Yeah, but it is. You know, I've been on it for a long time. I'm very good at it. You do not hear anything that I, I didn't want you to hear. Yeah. If I, you could be the worst singer and I could melodyne you to a point where uh, you sound very reasonable. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so that's the next step. And then... Uh, and then we start getting into what kind of vocals are we dealing with? Is this a lot of backgrounds? Is this is a lot because now once I do the melodyne, I commit that melodyne pretty early because sure. of how easy it is to go back and just throw melodyne yeah. on again, yeah. or even just melodyne a single section. So yeah. I commit that melodyne so then I can um, start working on uh, things like vocal line sure. because I now because of the process I used to. Oh, you had to do vocal line first, first before, right. yeah. Absolutely. Now you can vocal line after, yeah. Because if you didn't vocal line first, you were gonna have to print all that melodyne and then fly all the stacks sure. everywhere yeah. after you printed the melodyne, yep. and then it was like it was just a nightmare to do all these yeah. things. So, so now the process is kind of flipped around. But I do a lot of vocal lining. If you don't know that, it's a great software that it, uh, allows you to line up all of your vocals perfectly for stacks and stuff. And now the vocal line ultra that exists. Amazing. Do you use that at all? I haven't used Ultra, no. Oh my god. You can you can do pitch and um 
and like uh, you're talking pitch alignment. Yes, pitch alignment Crazy. and time alignment, and it's I gotta pretty get it. clean. Yeah. So what I now do is I only tune one of the. Dude, vocals. are you serious? Yeah, I only have to tune one, Crazy. and then I stack it, okay, and it gives you the amount it. you can Sponsor adjust. Sponsor us, Vocaline yeah. and Melody. My God. Yeah, Vocaline. I've always been a fan of yours, and yeah. I've always said. It is, it is, it's That's good amazing. to know. I didn't know that. Yeah. Because it reduces the amount of work you have. Oh, of course. Yeah, know, that's like, incredible that you, you can now mirror have pitch. 30 stacks of yeah. vocals. You only have to do one and then you align the rest that of them. That is crazy. And you can do it based on a percentage amount of sure. how close you want it to yeah. be. And yeah. then sometimes there's still like a piece or two that doesn't quite get Yeah, some artifacts or, or something. And yeah. there is, yeah, there's always something. No, nobody is perfect. That's on the any thing about stuff, vocal line. It's incredible. But in my many years, I used it most. These days, it's an assistant setting it up for me. Sometimes I do it myself. But it's like, in my many years of using it, setting up for the owner of the studio I was at, I always felt like, okay, it's nice, but like I have to do quite a bit of work right. before it can do its work. Right, because you um, can't just select the, no, all of the you, background vocals and be like this one and then... You have to you prep have to, it pretty well. You have to make sure that the pieces are aligned properly. Yeah. You have to make sure yep. you're getting the right... Because if your vocals are pretty off, yeah. it doesn't know what to do. No, you and have to make sense of it first. And that's not its fault. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. it's... You're a shitty artist that can't. Get you have their to feed it clothes. something that may that's somewhat comprehensible. Yes. I'll chime in and say I don't, I'm not going to add anything technical. I'm following a basic structure like you and probably like most people. But these days, uh, I'm so focused on vibe and performance that it's a lot of like soloing one element along with the vocal and just listening really, really meticulously yeah. to make sure nothing. Uh, you know, like nothing annoying is popping out. Yeah. No breath. I mean, I'm not pulling all breaths, but like, is there a breath that needs to be replaced or pulled all together? Yeah. Is there a pop or a click? Because a lot of that I'm trying, I want to maintain. I feel like as clean and crisp as pop vocals have gotten yeah. these days, they've also gotten, and I, I imagine you feel the same, but I'd be curious. I also feel like in, in many ways they've gotten more natural. Yeah. There's a lot of like natural, even uh, things that people might have before called mistakes. Right. Or, uh, you know, messy things that well, are being left in now. pop vocals. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, most of what I'm doing is, yeah, a really, not all the way solo, maybe all the way solo, but usually with one melodic instrument so I can hear the vibe of the song. Right. I'm just listening. That's my main tip is just listen obsessively um, and see what stands out to you, not just technically, but as a listener. Is there yeah. anything that's just like in the way or a mess or something that distracts from the vibe of the I'm, song? I'm definitely soloing up. I, at the very least, I mute the instrumental. Like one of the things that I always talk about is like this separation between the instruments and the vocals in terms of how my mix goes. Sure, up. sure. And like as I am setting up the instrumental, I am not listening. I listen to the vocal once for reference, but or, or you know, just to know like if I need to know like, oh, what is the vocal doing in this part so that I can know what to do with some of the instrumentation sure. and stuff. Yeah. But I generally have the vocals muted the entire time of mixing the instrumentation. Yeah, you were because saying I want to make sure that yeah. the instrumentation is is flawless. Yeah. Because adding more things in, you start getting like more, oh, like this is weird and this is yeah. weird. Yeah, so yeah. then I also do the same thing a lot of times with the vocals once I have I will solo up all or mute the instrument bus yeah. in general yeah. so that I can hear all of the vocals and make sure, like you said, you know, yeah. it's very easy to have a bunch of breaths that are off time yeah. that are not going to get fixed by anything, yeah. you know, because one is a, and one is a, you know, it's like sure. there's all these different yeah. things. Or they're and, just out of alignment. It's yeah, like this and, flam and, of breaths. And, exactly. 
and um, and the same with S's and T's. Like, yep. Even if they yeah. get vocal lines, sometimes those things can be just yeah. slightly. That's like, a you know, tip. My God, leave. Uh, here's a, a general uh, statement I'll make. You can leave almost everything in a lead vocal within reason, right. as far as breaths and sibilance and sounds, and take almost everything out of background out of vocals. Backgrounds, in yes. my opinion, I said you don't that even need. I'll, like, car, I'll not all the way get the S's out, but as long as they're aligned, I'll tighten them up. I only really want to hear that lead one anyway. Yeah. So you can and, leave most everything in the lead, cut almost everything out of the background. And I will say too, in a addition to all that, Jeff Ellis and I were just talking recently about DSing, you know, because everybody's always on the, the Soothe 2 thing. And, and like, sure, I yeah. own Soothe 2. I don't want to like give bad information here. Yeah. And I use Soothe 2 occasionally. I have there it, is I don't times use it, but. whenever I'm like, oh, this is a Soothe 2 thing. But I bet you that's once every seven mixes at sure, most, sure. you know? And, um, and uh, Jeff and I, the conversation Jeff and I had was... We've never had a DSer. There's not. His joke was very personalized to him, but he's never had a DSer that was better at getting rid of S's and T's than he said Trevor and Ivan, which are his assistants. Sure, yeah, just because taming them, just the them. literal process of going through it is always going to be better. Sure, to manually cut those things out of yeah. stuff and 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 volume uh, ride and all that sure. stuff. Sure, yeah, or then, replace. Then any yeah. S or T, like, DSer will yeah. ever get you yep. because because it's just, it, like, it's just, it can't be perfect. Some S's don't start in, you know, usually DSers hit from, like, 65 to, like, 9K sure. or sure. something, you know? So it's like, but some S's don't start there. Some F's, you know, sure. F's sometimes yeah. get people going, and it's like, you know, some of those, they start much lower on that frequency thing because it's a, you know, it's like yeah. that's, there's yeah. a lot of bottom in that yeah. F. More breath, you know? yeah. The same with T's. T's have a lot of low in them yeah. still. Bro, like S's, DS's are not flawless, and you can't just, I mean, sometimes they're great. Sometimes yeah. they're cool, done. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, and I've owned all of them. I did the EOSIS one. That's a great one. Sure, yeah. Uh, I did the, you know, I have the Fab Filter one that I use the most. Yeah. You know why Fab Filter? More often than not, what? Because the installer's easy and it doesn't screw with my licenses a billion oh, sure, times. Sure, yeah. All those other things that I've dude, talked license, about that's another, have, yeah, have screwed God. me on licenses. Yeah. I even, I dude, I got that um, the God particle they asked about it yeah. in the thing earlier. Everyone asks. Um, I haven't used it. I have been using Glowfoss, by the way. I'll speak. I got it just to try it. Yeah. You know. Do Do you know why I hate it? You're talking God particle. Yes. Why? Every single time I open up a session that I put it on, oh, just to it see doesn't it even. Ha yeah. Some kind of license issue. License issue. Yeah, yeah. You got to go and log into the website and oh, do all worst. this stuff. And it's not even like a quick like click and it's good. Yeah. No, it's forever. It takes forever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, dude, Jason, get your shit together, man. <laughs> stop fucking what stop having it's, bullshit. It's got to be almost five. What time is it? What, what else we got? Okay. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Zero in on. So Aiden Foley asks, how do you effectively communicate about pricing? I feel a lot of anxiety when I try and think of how to tell someone what my rates are. And he also says, so far my work has all been free because of it. Oh, yikes. That's a great, I'll, I'll go first yeah, and go say, uh, I know your prices are flexible, but you are also more often, East West as an example, in a place where there are generally set rates. So as someone who's doing everything like that, freelance, I will say a couple things. Uh, first of all, I always try to get a scope for someone's project. And that's, uh, first of all, wanting to hear it creatively, see if we're a fit, um, and then ask questions about, you know, because I don't have standard rates. I don't list rates. Some people do. I don't like to list them for a couple reasons. First of all, I want to be able to adjust my rates up or yeah. down whenever I want. So I don't want to be accountable to whatever rates are listed on my website. 
Um, I also don't want to deter people. Talking about being flexible, most most of my rates would turn independent artists off if they saw it at face value. Right. So I don't want them to not email me because if they email me and they they're offering, you know, they have some kind of bulk budget in mind that sure. that based on oh, listed man. rates they bulk wouldn't numbers. have reached. Always get me hard. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so, yeah, so man. I don't want to turn them off. I'm more often. It's not just uh, some people perceive that as like, oh, you're it's skeezy. You, you're you're not yeah. listing rates because you're going to charge me more. It's like um, nine out of ten times. It's, it's actually it the opposite. Allows me yeah. to be flexible. But yeah, so I ask a bunch of questions, try to get an understanding for what is needed as well as if we're creative fit, and then, and this isn't passivity. I will always say in that initial email, I will say I'm going to give you solid numbers based on what you share with me. I'll give you a solid answer. But do you have a set, and I tie these things together. For me, it even not only is it a practical ask, but it alleviates the pressure of just the money question. I'll say, do you have a deadline and a budget in mind? Yep. I ask those two questions, and to me, it just relieves the pressure. Uh, I'd say more than half the time, people will come back with a budget they had hoped for yeah. uh, and a deadline, and then I can be honest about what I might usually charge. Yeah. And let's say, I'll just use even numbers. Let's say it's uh, a full production. Uh, let's, let's choose something easy. Let's say it's a mix. And we'll use a uh, thousand flat. Uh, if if they come back, like say I was going to charge a thousand for what they're, that's maybe what I might usually charge for what they need. And they come back and say, yeah, I was hoping to uh, do something between like the uh, right around the five hundred dollar range. Then I might say like, you know, this is what I would usually charge based on the info you gave me. Thanks for being honest about your price. I can't dip this low, but if you'll meet, you'll me, meet here. me here, and, yeah. yeah, and then I'll be. That's where I'm honest with myself, and I'll even tell them eventually too. I'm not looking to. I'm not trying to do you favors. I don't want to get either of us in a situation where I can't deliver. Right. on what you need but for this amount and again in this hypothetical situation let's say i hit him back and i'm like let's i'll meet you at 750 i like the song i think i can kill it for you can you meet me here nine out of ten times you say that and then i'll, I'll often say look let's get on a call let's talk in person yeah. um and it works for me extrapolate that through everything for me that often involves production like it's the same for you it's rarely this is also why i don't list prices it's so nuanced and so custom to every project listing prices would be so arbitrary it's like yeah. it, it wouldn't even be helpful so. exactly because because if you said to me hey i want to do a song like a guy earlier yeah 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 i bet he so pooped many his pants conditions. by the way yeah I'm sure. five grand <laughs> there's so many conditions to that you know it's sure. like, like yeah, i yeah. said it's do hard you to know. have a band do you need a band do you need instruments do you yeah like yep. because a lot of times somebody will be like yeah man i'll just bring in my drum set i'm like Ooh, here's the thing you know like, do it now hold on a second not good bro yeah you know yeah. so it's like you know there's a but also you know maybe that's what we have to i also i like to do the same thing however i for all of my numbers that i have yeah. i know what they all are yeah and i'm pretty open like i've said this on TikTok many times like i charge three thousand dollars a song to mix yeah. right if you are on a label yeah right that's what i charge if you are not on a label you know where i'm at yeah. you know what other people are paying me to do this yeah you know what can that, you offer yes yeah. tell me what you can offer yeah and if i can do it for that much yeah. i will dude you know i think that's wise i'll chime in to that and say don't ever and i've done videos on this don't ever negotiate against yourself right. if i offer someone your let's say we'll use your example you tell them your rate is three and they hit you back i can't afford three how low will you go don't yeah, no, ever no, no, ever no. ever answer that question and it's not some skeezy salesman tactic why would you it's stupid why so i literally and usually yeah, people laugh at it like is, i say it yeah. kindly yeah. usually they get it and they understand like oh that is i guess stupid but i'll literally respond usually at this point it's happening in person and i'll tell them like look i'm not going to negotiate i'm not going to talk myself down right right in front of you right i'm going to let you do that yeah so you you tell me what you can do and then i'll tell you if i can do it in addition to that you're talking about 
people offering less uh, and you know label rates and independent rates. Uh, I usually try to build in that kind of flexibility too. What I'm trying to get at is this person's talking about often doing work for free. If you have a ton of artists who are at a level where they expect free work or just can't afford any work, you, you should have some honest conversations without being a dick. And there's yeah. a way to do both. I think, because I've been in that position, not necessarily free to having to charge, but I can remember 10 years ago, the studio was charging 60 bucks an hour and needing to say like, hey, I need to up it to 70 bucks an hour. Right. These days, that's more set rates. Uh, but my point is, whenever it's time to increase what you're charging someone, which for you, the hardest number to increase from is free, but you sit people down and say, or, or email them, but keep it kind and say, look, I love working with you, and if I could work with you forever for free or whatever number you're at, I would, but I can't. And then give them a date. I would say, let, let's say it's a, maybe at least a week, if not a month or more, and just say, at this date, I'm gonna have to switch to charging right. this amount. I hope we get to continue to work. I really want to. If you can't put the onus on them, if you can't afford to do that, then well, maybe we can figure something so else out or we can part ways. One thing that I was gonna say, just to, to you know, uh, throw a little opposite uh, thought it. on that, is just simply when you, only the one thing they said, everything else I agree with, uh, when you're at free, I think that's the easiest time to get some, because sure. anything is a victory, you sure. know? Yeah. It's like, and if somebody can't afford you from free yeah. to now be like, hey man, I love working with you, but you know, I need at least a hundred dollars to do sure, this. Sure, sure. If they can't put a hundred dollars into their own artistry yeah. to pay for the most important part, yeah. that is the easiest time for oh, me yeah. Yeah, to yeah. say like, look, man, I can't, you know, like, yeah. if you don't value yourself yeah. enough to put a hundred dollars, like, don't get me wrong, yeah. I know everybody's on a budget and everything's got it, but a hundred dollars in yeah. today's world, yeah. I mean, I spent a hundred dollars on dinner yesterday. You know, it's like <laughs> you're, you can't put a hundred dollars into something. No, you're absolutely that right. You actually want to succeed and do yeah. well, then you're not valuing yourself, and then you're not valuing me because I'm doing it for free. Yeah. So it's like now we're all getting devalued in this opportunity. Yeah, right you're now, right, so. absolutely, from a personal value perspective. I'm what I'm saying though, and I think they're not mutually exclusive points. Mm -hmm. It's really difficult for someone. I'm imagining some random this person. Let's say they are making an album for their uncle's buddy. Right. And it's free because the uncle's like, hey, he's yeah, going to hook yeah, you up. My, my nephew's got you. Uh, this is the circumstance I'm making up here. It's really difficult for that uncle's buddy to go from paying free Nothing, yeah. to 100 bucks. And the same yeah. applies. Like I've had that conversation a thousand times where, uh, again, rewind years ago where I was charging hourly. It was just the studio's rate. Let's say we're at 70, and I'm like, I got I to gotta bump you up. To the artist, and it's almost, I can almost say in their defense, their question immediately is like, why is what you're doing all of a sudden worth $10 more an hour? And that's a tough conversation to have, but sometimes you just got to say yes. This is, and to this stay is alive, I have is. to bump up. Uh, I've definitely told clients before, like, hey man, look, I, I love working with you, but I, like you pay me less than these other people sure, sure. and I can't afford to keep taking this. And I think yeah. that you can very easily in your situation, look at it because like when you tell somebody like say in that situation, the uncle's buddy and you're doing all that stuff and you say to like, Hey man, you know, like I've done a bunch of stuff for you, but to be honest, like I just don't really have time for it and I'm getting paid to do a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, Even if yeah. it's a lie, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, sure. you yeah. can value yourself out of free enough to not feel it's bad about true. it. absolutely true. You yeah. should never yep. feel bad about asking to do things for a small amount of money. Certainly. You know, yeah. whenever you're, cause like free at the end of the day, like I do lots of stuff for free. I sure. work for free yeah. all the time. And when you're starting out, and, it's a good way to build a catalog, by the yeah, way. And yeah, and Johan and I actually had a whole conversation about this on tour because this is exactly like, there is 
he has a theory not to like blow up his spot for a bunch of people, but if he's doing a favor for somebody yeah. and they're not paying him a thousand dollars, it's worth more to him to just say, yes, I'm just going to do this for free. And just do the favor. Yeah, yeah. Just do the favor because it's not worth the time and the effort to negotiate to like, Hey, this is my rate. And this sure. is, you know, it's like, sure. if you couldn't even pay that rate, there's no reason to try and like, but also he's not just doing this for anybody. You yeah. know, like he yeah. does it for artists he really likes and yeah. stuff that's really good. Yeah, yeah. So he'll be like, okay, yeah, you can't pay me $10,000 to arrange strings on your record. Yeah. I'm going to give you a modified version of that because I'm not going to pay a bunch of string players yeah. to come in and do this. But I will put some strings on your record for, you know, just the, the pub or whatever sure. for the credit yeah. and all that shit. Yeah. And then go from there and not really, you know, like, yeah. like it's, it's, it's not worth it to try and get a hundred dollars yeah me. for me you know like a lot of times it's like you can give me a hundred dollars like i like that doesn't a hundred dollars is I'm gonna like, change your life <laughs> yeah it's like it's not even it, like literally at any given time i have between fucking i don't know maybe three or four thousand dollars in my paypal yeah you know yeah, from people yeah, yeah. sending me like five hundred dollars for this or six you know it's like a hundred dollars i wouldn't even I, it, it just I wouldn't feels even like a wash see, yeah, yeah i wouldn't even yeah. see that that exists somewhere yeah like I said, I spend, uh, now I'm not trying to pretend I have money. I am living paycheck to paycheck all the time still. <laughs> I'm still a very low uh, income human being because I do uh, prioritize sure. value yeah. over By the way, to that though, to the people you continue to, to charge very little or who can't afford to do it, then it, tell them it's a favor. Tell them, look, you know, I told you I couldn't afford to keep doing it, um, but I love working with you, yeah. so let's keep doing it. And then they're aware, not that you're holding it over their head as leverage, but make it clear I'm charging everyone else this, but yeah, on the low, we'll yeah, keep working. As long, can, as, as long as I can, I'll keep doing it for you like this. I am one of the worst suckers when it comes to people that I like that I'm just It's because like, we love yeah, music, though. We got to yeah. stay alive. We have families. I've, I've no, I never have guilt for, taking, for, for being paid for music yeah. or from brands. I'm all, I, I got to stay alive. Why not? But it's because we love music. Yeah. So I'm with you. I'll do, we, we both have joked in our own language, but I'll say this. I mixed a song last week for 500 that I'll mix next week for 50 yeah. for a buddy. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, yeah. it's whatever. So, yeah, or for like a Jimmy said, John sandwich. I, I literally got a sandwich out of it one time. Was it, you know? <laughs> I love that. All right, what else you got? Um, oh, you want to give him the mic? Oh, yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, okay, cool. What's that TikTok? So, Max Lamby says, on the producer side of things, how do you approach dealing with lazy writing and boring arrangements that hurt what would be a great song? Also, Andrew Masters says, Will is my dad. <laughs> I could have been the, your dad, but the guy in front of me had exact change, so. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, man. Andrew, I still want to know. Don't do that to me. Um, lazy songwriting. I think this goes back to earlier what we were talking about yeah. is how much responsibility sure. you take yeah. for things. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, also it depends, man. Like, sometimes sometimes it's like, you know, like I'll say to somebody and yeah. be honest with them, I don't think you really, this doesn't, and there's ways to say that kind of stuff. Like, sure. like, like uh, I've definitely said to an artist recently, like, you haven't put in the time to really like make sure. something this isn't impactful in the way and they know that you know yeah. like but you can frame it in a way like you're better than this verse is suggesting to yeah me. you yeah. know like you write better than this it's verse a great is way to frame it it's not this sucks it's yeah. you're better you're yeah, yeah you yeah. have you can say to an artist like hey like i don't think that you've really put your best foot forward on this yeah. on this piece yeah. like i've heard you and i know you're very good and i think this song deserves you to spend more time 
It's a great, writing. that's a great you know? tip right there, yeah. You can always put it into a positive frame, you know? Yeah. Like, be yeah, like, yeah. hey man, I think this song's really, really good. Yeah. Or it, it, it's almost really good. Yeah. And you just, like, I feel like your writing is better than this verse yeah. is telling. Yeah, I think that's the perfect language to use. I'll go, I'll backpedal and then I'll go forward. But before that, we've talked about this in other episodes, but it's about knowing your place. How much authority has the artist oh, yeah, given you? Sure. What's your role? Are they expecting you to speak up or were you just a hired yeah. gun? That's the, we've both been in sessions where I'm just like, uh, no shade to the artist, but I'm just yeah. passive. Look, I'm yeah, just yeah, hitting record. I'm just You're here to do your bar. thing. Not because I don't care, yeah. but because you don't want me to care. Yeah. But if, if I'm producing, I'll go to the other end, um, 100%, I'll speak up. And that's a great way. To, I love that language. You're, you, we could, I, I believe we can do better than this. Yeah. Um, then it's that the goes to the talent and, and their emotional intelligence. How good are they? Can they handle the input? We've we had done a whole yeah. episode oh, on this, yeah. so go back yeah. and listen because it's really important. Can they, like, from a skill level, can they handle being pushed yes. from as a songwriter, as a musician? Can can they actually That's, be better? And then in addition to that, like, you, I, I have, I know my artists pretty well. How much input can they handle emotionally before yes. getting defensive? Or like, how do I need to say it? But most artists, and this doesn't help this person, you, you have to know your artist, but I will say from my own experience, most artists I'm working with, you, it takes work, but you get to a place in your relationship, hopefully, where they trust you to speak up, you trust them, and you're in the, it doesn't make it easier, well, it does make it easier, but it still takes work. Yeah. But uh, it is easier to speak I, up and wrestle through those tough I've absolutely ideas. many times in sessions had somebody say, you know, at the end of, say, a guitar take, and you're like, oh, how was that? Like you know, I think that you got one better in you. Yep. You know, yeah, yeah and yeah. and these are the moments that you you capitalize. And again, it's knowing your artist, knowing what you're there for. Because I've also, you know, like like you said, y you got to know when to shut up. Like yeah. because sometimes this isn't your place. Sure. You know, yep. th there may be a producer in the room that is doing things. Yeah. There may be there may be a mom in the room that's saying things, <laughs> and it is yeah. not your place to tell this person what sure. you know is yeah, going. Yeah, you got to know and, your role. And if that's the if that's a situation. Man, you know, uh, great song. It could have been. Man, there's a lot of could have beens that yeah. I've worked. With. I've worked yeah. on a ton of could have beens. Yeah. I've worked yep. on a. I mean, I, I bet you at this point in my career, I've worked on several thousand songs. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like several thousand songs. Probably a fair number. I don't really know how many, but um, I don't. I I cannot look I, I cannot look back in my career and be like oh that one should have been you sure know? It's yeah like, the, a lot of these interweave into the same thing how much emotional responsibility do you get yeah you, yeah yeah There's but a like lot of factors when you know that you're the person who should be saying something yeah i've i've always been the person that says something yeah you know yeah. i've gotten to the end of a session and been like you know if i'm listening to something I, you know what, I think we could do better than this, yeah. you know, like, and, and it was my place to say so, yep. and it was my responsibility to say so, yep. so I did, Yep. you know, but I also have a very, like, you know, laissez-faire, like, let it happen kind sure. of vibe on sessions, too, yeah. where it's like, hey, if it's not good, and, but it's a vibe, cool, man, like, sure. we don't need to, we don't need to beat that horse. Today, yeah, and how many know? times, when we can move on, but how many times have we not tweaked with the song when we thought we should and it ended up being killer yeah it's art it is yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's an ambiguous one more brush stroke may or may not be the answer yeah or one know? less yeah, yeah or one less yeah yeah give us another yeah there was a really good one about a click track i just have to find it again but in the meantime a gentleman asked how you got arrested referring Which to the time? ninth grade the ninth grade one. Oh, ninth yeah. grade um there's a great story i ninth was grade. um I was, um, me and my friend, uh, Bobby Berkovich, shout out Bobby, whatever he's doing in life these days, probably drugs. Um, uh, we, um, he had a, uh, man, he had a, a, a Hyundai 
S coupe or some shit like that. It had a transmission slip that like every time you put it in gear, it'd be like, we'd like take a turn or stop from like first gear and it would just, and then it would catch up and we'd go up. So uh, me and Bobby were hanging out one night and for some reason it was like going around school. You know, everybody was- you were in ninth grade. You know, the, it was, the thing was going on. Everybody, yeah. um, everybody was like on this like smashing mailboxes yeah. kick, you know? And so, um, and so me and him were like, man, we should go smash some mailboxes out by this place. You know, it'd be really funny. And so we, uh, we went out to, it, this is how long ago this was. We went out to a Kmart where our friend Dan worked. Wow. And Dan let us steal anything we wanted from the Kmart. You know? <laughs> this is why, like, you, this is why kids shouldn't have jobs. Because, yeah. like, they have friends like me that are like, hey, man, can we steal from here? And they're like, yeah, yeah, Go for it. yeah we don't care. And so we stole a bunch of T-ball bats. And we were driving around neighborhoods just smashing the piss out of mailboxes yeah. everywhere. I mean, just, it was fun as hell. I don't know why we liked it so much, but it was like, <laughs> in retrospect, like leaning out that window and like hanging out while you're just going down the road and just lighting a mailbox up. It was like oh, a blast man. and maybe a good way to accidentally die too. Oh yeah, so actually, uh, yeah, I almost did. Uh, we hit one that apparently they were a little sick of people smashing their mailbox that had been done several times. That was a fake mailbox that was encased in concrete. No way. Yeah, it almost ripped me out of the car. The wow. bat hit when I hit it. Yeah. First of all, it was like it, it just like sh like ripped the end of the bat, wow. but then part of the bat kind of wrapped around the yeah. mailbox and wow, caught, almost pulled you and out. It almost ripped me Jeez. out of the car. I would have thought that where it bounces off out. and hits you in the head or something. Oh no, it was worse. It was like because wow. it was T-ball bats. You know, yeah. they weren't supposed to be oh, like geez. really. Yeah. yeah. Like, so yeah. I'm just lighting mailbox, and I hit this one, and it just zinged me so hard. Wow. That was actually the moment for that night that I was like, kind of feel like, kind of feel like we're done smashing mailboxes <laughs> right now. I feel like I've done too much. So um, then uh, I believe it was this like later, like maybe we stopped for a little while and came back or whatever. And uh, unbeknownst to us, our neighbor or, or not our neighbor our friend who uh had we had also had been having conversations with about oh we should all go smash mailboxes yeah. one night uh one of our friends had just driven down the street on the opposite side smashing all the mailboxes no way. yeah like 10 minutes before us havoc and then we come the other side yeah smashing mailboxes right wow and we get to this one house and i light that mailbox up and about like a minute after we did that, there's a car flying up behind us. Yeah. And I'm like, uh-oh, I uh, think maybe somebody's coming after us. And this car is like tailgating us and beeping and all like, and like, you know, flashing their lights and it's dark out, you know? And uh, I was like, man, I, I, don't know what's, I don't know what's up, man. Like, I think like this is like crazy, you know? And, uh, and so we pull up to a stop sign and as we, cause the transmission slip, we pull up to stop sign, the car won't go. <laughs> Classic. And the guy behind us jumps out of his car and comes running up with a gun in his hand. Wow. All right. Wearing a wife beater and like underwear, like tidy whities yeah. and like house shoes, you know? Wow. Like it was like some solid like, fit. Some movie shit, you know? And he's got the gun and he's like, freeze, freeze, get out of the car. And we're like, no. <laughs> so we just book it and we take off. And um, the next day I'm at school. And um, and uh, I get called to the office, which was terrifying because I had a bunch of weed on me and stuff, and like, uh, and I get called. You're probably to the relieved office. to be called and, in for the mailboxes. Well, so I get called, and there's two cops sitting in there. Yeah. And I was like, 
for some reason, the one cop looked vaguely familiar, but I couldn't quite place him. <laughs> and, I'm connecting um, the dots. And the, the other cop, he comes and he sits down, and he's like, so you want to talk to us about what you guys were up to last night, and blah, 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 like you guys... And I was like, no, not much, man. I was just, you know, just doing homework and stuff. Just a good old kid, you know? And he's like going through all this stuff. And I was like, I was such a smart ass kid, man. Like I, to the, the cops are there. And I'm just like, I, I literally, I remember, I'll never forget this. I said to the cop, I said, what is this like? Good cop, bad cop? Is your partner going to come Dude, rough me up in a minute? In ninth yeah, grade. ninth grade. Jeez. I'm like, is this like good cop, bad cop shit? Like your partner going to rough me up? Feral. And he leans over to me and he gets right in my face. Yeah. And he goes, you're a little fucking piece of shit and I'm going to ruin your life. Wow. And I was like, oh, bad cop, bad cop. <laughs> this is my response. Wow. I said, oh, bad cop, bad cop. This Jeez. is an interesting play. And, um, and right about that time, my dad comes walking in. And, uh, and I was like, rut rope. Uh, this was... This was serious. Uh, I think. Yeah. I think maybe they I'm know. Sure that feel way more serious than the cops. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, because here's exactly what happened, and I'll, this is the funniest thing. My dad asked the principal of the school. Uh, he said, "Can I use your office?" And the principal said, "Yes." And with the cops standing right outside the door, my dad took me in that office and beat the piss out of me for a oh, good well, ten minutes. Jeez. And then. Jeez. And then came back out. <laughs> And was like, he's ready to talk. <laughs> so it was That's like, hilarious and bad I'm sorry. cop, bad cop, wow. abusive parent. <laughs> Jeez. And the cops came in, and and the, the the main cop said, look, this is what I think happened. And he like went through the whole thing, and I was like, yeah, nailed it. And uh, turns out that cop was, was the, the guy, guy in the underwear wow. who chased us down wow. and got our license plate. And then they brought the other dude in first. Bobby went in yeah. first. And Bobby was like, uh, yeah. Sold you out right yeah, away. Yeah, sold me out pretty much yeah. immediately. You know? Jeez, that was like, not the story yeah, ninth I expected. Grade, you know, yeah. like I was the only hard ass in ninth grade. Yeah, oh, he's probably cops. terrified. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm all over there like, you guys didn't got shit on me. And they're like, oh, we got everything. We have the bad whole story. Bad cop, bad cop. Yeah, so oh, they had already classic. told my dad what had happened before he got there. My dad just came to beat my ass and have me, like, you know, Jeez. acquiesce to the Thank cops. Thank you for the story, there. and I'm sorry. Yeah, well, it was a good oh time. God. I was grounded yeah. for, like, six months. I wasn't allowed to get my I'm driver's sure. license. And here we are getting views out of it. So thanks Michelle, for, thanks I'll for always, the, uh, I'll always remember Michelle. She had to break up with me. Sad. Anyway. Jeez. <clears throat> How are we well, doing time-wise? That's going to be a great clip. Okay. All right, let's take one last, last good question. question. We got a good question. Um, I'll give you an option to. All right, all right, cool. Okay. Give, go ahead, give okay. me the mic so we can oh, we'll yeah. choose. We'll choose the questions. So between the two questions, Robert Beverly asks, how, did you, how do you get not-so-great artists to actually use a click? And then the other question from Andrew Masters is, should young producers slash engineers make content as they're developing their career? I'm going to take Andrew's question because I think Andrew's a great guy. I think the click question is just as simple as, like, I mean, just, you know, if they don't want to do it, then they don't want to do it, and you just let it go, and that's sure. fine. Yeah. I, I think it's like you can tell them the benefits, you can help them out, but it's whatever. So that's Andrew's the thing. Question. But I'll, real quick, I was going to say we might as well hit both, too. Yeah. There's just so much more possible if, if you want to click. So whether they know it at the beginning of the session or they find out 10 hours later at the end, there are a ton of things that they probably want to do that they don't right. realize will not be possible Flying if they're not on a click. Like, if know, it's a vibe, if you've got some kind of Zeppelin band or it's a folk thing or whatever, then yeah, there sure. are a handful 
handful of things where it's permissible, but they're going to find out real quick that they need it. And if they don't find that out, then they don't need it. Right. So, yeah, so that. I like Andrew's but question, too. You I go love Andrew's and then question. I'll, I'll go. It's great. Uh, as content, Who's your dad, Andrew? Um, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is going to become the Garth Brooks Where's the Bodies uh, yes. thing, you know? Oh, like, man. everywhere Andrew Masters goes now, they're going to be like, who's your dad? <laughs> I love it. Anyway, Andrew's question's amazing uh, because we have... Uh, my, my, my TikTok fame has been built off of a lot of these people who are fame. starting out. I'm not mocking you. I'm mocking yeah, No, it is hilarious. Well. Uh, it, I say that very tongue-in-cheek. Yes, but, I know you do. Uh, it has been built off of finding those people giving these horrible tips and being like, why... I think I think you can absolutely make content as you are starting out. I think your content should be much more open to questions than telling people. Like I I, I made fun of this guy the other day. His name was like Ma Nick Made or some shit like that. And he had a you know Shout I just Nick, graduated no from Berkeley and uh, you know I you know I my I think I, I got that, yeah. this the, my mix instructor gave me this thing. I'm not I like I'm not gonna really trashed the mix instructor from Berkeley. Sure, yeah. But I am. Oh, this was the Goldfoss thing. But yeah. I am, yeah. because if that's what the fuck you're doing, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. those who can't succeed in this, if you were, there's no way, as the, I don't care what big college you work yeah. at, there's no way you're making as much as Jason Joshua or Manny Marroquin, or if sure. you were that good of a mixer, sure. you know. you'd be mixing you'd be mixing. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's no question about it. If you're that good. Now this is going to get tagged a bunch or something. And like somebody's going to cut this out and be like, send it to everybody from my point. Isn't that that guy is not good at what he does. My point is that the difference between knowledge of somebody who's giving you these tips in school. Yeah. Right. And the difference between somebody who's giving you these tips because they've mixed dozens of billboard charting records and sure. all this stuff are two different vastly different yeah. sections yeah. you yeah. know and also uh these young people giving these things is like oh you don't have the ability at this point in your career to discern whether your advice is even good or not to you it might be just a jerk. game changing right <laughs> advice that you're giving out i think i saw but the name over there earlier when i Shut see up. it I do not think this is game changing. Sure. I think why are you telling people You just perceive it as cheesy. Yeah. Yes, yeah. this weird like advice to like this stuff. Not I love Justin. I'm not shitting on him for this situation. I'm more making fun of the early content creators. He's obviously done some stuff. That was also He's, just the culture of TikTok early on. It was, which yeah. I feel like I was a big part of changing. Yeah, so I do yeah. think that it's great to make content. I think that your content can even give advice. I just don't think that it the early stages of your content uh, or or knowledge, I should say, sure. the early stages of your knowledge, should you be giving out information as though uh, people should be listening to it and thinking you know what you're talking about? Like it's know? the end all be all. Yeah. Yes, it's like that's I'll the big problem with it is so much of this like, well, like, who are you and why should I listen to you? Sure. You know? Yeah, it's like. Everybody's on there saying stuff. I've Everybody. Learned, I've know? learned that from you and others who put good language to it, and that is, it's one thing to share how you do something. I think that's good. It's another thing to share that this is how this should be done. Mm -hmm. It's a vastly different thing. Even yeah. if you are Jason Joshua or someone who works right. at Avid, it's pretty rare that this something needs to be asserted as this is the right way right. to do it. Um, I still enjoy sharing tips. The algorithm likes knowledge yeah, yeah, it yeah, likes it, likes it. so it likes i like i enjoy sharing how i did something i never assert it's how it should be done but I, I actually enjoy that what i'll say to that in general is uh sharing content 
can be a great way to get, and this has been true for both of us, so whether you agree or not, I think you do, but this is true, whether we like it or not, can be a great way, if not an even easier way, to get your brand out there than your music alone. Yes. Doesn't matter how good the music you've worked on is, uh, it is easier, this is the best way to put it, speaking earlier even of how the algorithms don't like when we talk about the yes. podcast, yeah. it is easier to get thoughts about the music industry out there than it is to get music out there, than your yeah. talent. And that's true for artists too, that's why I don't fault any artist who has to make content. It's easier to get content out about music that might eventually attract people to your music, does that make sense? Than it is to pump your music. And yeah. the same is true for producers and engineers, engineers like us. Something else I'll say is, uh, for me as someone who's priority, no matter how I've done content stuff for about three years, it's never been the job. Uh, but I, it's definitely fed my job. My priority, and I know this is true for you, has always and will always be making music. Right. So I've never wanted to lean so far into content that it pulls from my music. So how I put it, and I, I'll even say this out loud on my, my own Instagram or TikTok sometimes, the music you make better be better than the content you make about music. Yes. And if that, that, pendul or that, that scale ever tips, then you've gone too far. And I think, I won't call anyone out, it's not like I have anyone in mind, I think we both observed some people who it's like, are you, do you even make good music? Yeah, have you ever made any good music? Or do you just make content yeah. about music? And with fairness, I think that's what a lot of old heads in the studio world hate about content guys and yes, music is because it's like you're not making good music so for me not to be defensive this is this is literally like you can go listen to my stuff i know you would say the same i i, I never feel guilty making content or having followers all the things that some people might scoff at because it's like you listen to what i'm making i'm making incredible music and it is my real job yeah. i really make uh, my living making music so. i'm going to share a story and i hope that everybody that out here that that watches this does follow up on this and go i had a um mentor reach out to me just the other day, and I'll call him a mentor. I guess now at this point, he's as much a peer as anything, but he reached out to me. And when I say that this guy is seasoned, yep. uh, his name is Chris Vogel. Uh, I'm gonna give the whole story, so I don't, sure. I, cause I don't mind, because I want you to go and follow him over on Instagram as well, yeah. um, because he is a wonderful resource. He is somebody yeah. who many, many times has helped me uh, and taught me things. and. And, I, and just being associated with him has, has benefited my career many times. His career goes way back. Michael McDonald, uh, he mixed Jagged Little Pill, Alanis wow. Morissette. Yeah. He, um, he, he mixed that to ADAT, which is amazing. Wow. wow. Yeah, ADAT. Yeah, I love the sound uh, of like, wow. Yeah. Uh, ADAT. He wow. currently, he made a transition at one point in his career to stop being a, uh, uh, a record producer as much, or a mixer and, and uh, an engineer, a tracking engineer for records and bands, yeah. and he moved over to the scoring world. Oh, and wow. he has done many. He did Creed, he did, um, he's, he's done many, many, most recently, he was the uh, score engineer for Oppenheimer. Jeez. Yeah, massive. Oppenheimer. Doesn't get more massive. Massive, he also did Tenet, which is yeah. also another, another Chris Nolan, yeah. yeah. So I'm calling him has, Chris like I know him. Yeah. Oh, Chris, oh, Chris oh, Nolan. Chris, man, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah. he has been on many of those big, he works with Ludwig Gornson and Teddy Shapiro specifically. Uh, yeah. So he works with these big guys. And he reached out to me the other day because he was like, hey man, uh, and I want to have him, he will be a guest on our podcast very shortly well, because I have more guests yes, next yes, season. Yes, next season sure. will be more guests. But um, he reached out, he's like, man, I'd love to come on, on actually. You, I remember you mentioned that before that you wanted me to do that. Do you still, are you still interested? I, and Cause he said, I'm suddenly finding myself. He's like, I'm doing these huge projects. I'm, I'm, I'm monstrous. He's like, but now at this point, I have to start thinking about 
not just like that I've done these things, but yeah. that people know that I've done these things yeah. because I don't like doing social media. Yeah. I'm, and I told him, I was like, man, honestly, first off, definitely download TikTok. Yeah. I know you're going to take a look at it the first couple of days yeah. and be like, this is dumb, right? Yeah. Because everybody does. But but honestly, our community would love to have somebody like oh, I'd love you, to see you stuff. In, yeah. the, in the community. Yeah. Just, man, and you don't have to do any more things than you're already doing. Set up for that scoring session tomorrow. Sure. Yeah. And then just literally be like, just share about it. Yeah. This is the scoring yeah. session. This is the mics that you don't even have yeah. to share what you're doing. You could literally just be like, because you know what? The amount of people in in the world uh, that know in his situation yeah. uh, the difference between a Bach 251 and a Telefunken 251 yeah. and why he chose to use the Bach instead of... That is valuable knowledge. Sure, people would love to hear it. People would yeah. love... And all you have to do is go and stand in front of your Bach 251 and say, I bought this one, I put it up against the 251, yeah. and I loved it. Yeah. And that is a... Piece a, of content. A good piece content, of content. Yeah. That is content. And, and it's very 70, hard... 78,000 views. Yes. It's yeah. very hard for the older generations who are much more legit yeah. to understand that yeah. content is, is not this bullshit stuff that yeah. everybody else is creating, yeah. this clickbaity, look at me, sure, sure. epic studio Mr. tour. Mr. Beast YouTube hype <laughs> stuff. I got have to you, be. Andrew. No, I love Andrew. I'm just joking. He does a great job, and he is very I think Andrew's stuff is great, and his I, dad is a sweetheart. Yeah, his dad's a great singer, great artist. Maybe I'm stepping know. on toes here. Maybe his... I don't even want to say... I don't know. Sorry, Andrew, if there's his a trauma, real, his trauma there. His, it's fine. His real dad will never come out of the closet, so it's good. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's laughing. You, I, I will say, this is another piece of Andrew only. Thing. Do you know one time I was sitting downstairs with Andrew, we were having a conversation, and I was like, you know, you might be one of my best friends, and I have no idea why you tolerate all the bullshit that comes out of your mouth. And he's like, bro, I do not listen to anything you say. <laughs> oh, that's he's like, I'm friends with you because I don't care what you say. Yeah. It's just all oh, bullshit. So good. He's like, I don't act like anything you're saying. Everything is a joke to you. Yeah. You're not being serious yeah. at any time. Yeah. You could literally be like, hey, man, I, I, you, you know, I just want you to know you're a good friend. And, and I, right now, and I still would be like, he's just fucking with me somehow. Oh, that's so classic. That's why we're such good friends is because he knows everything I say is just absolute. It's well, I hope he forgives me for the sometime. dad jokes. I want to try in and say what you exactly what you're saying uh i think the perfect like you know the way this for this to be distilled is a video i actually reposted it recent but by a guy i think we both follow him he's on tiktok his name's conan something conan avery something he's like an artist manager type oh, right, right. but i love the way he put it he talked about he's using it from an artist musician perspective but the same applies to producers and engineers songwriters anything he said if you want to be because he was responding to a comment and the comment said i wish it was just enough to be a good musician right and that's a sentiment a lot of people have especially if, if i have you know older musicians older producers older engineers i wish it were just enough i just want to be a right. good producer i just want to be an engineer and he highlights i think perfectly it has never been enough to, to just, just do that be, yeah if you want to work and be known as that if all you want is to just be a good musician good yeah. producer you then can you can do that quietly in your bedroom yeah. if you're honest with yourself and he doesn't go this far but i'll take it this is how i want to feed it back to like maybe boomers who are pissed off at young people doing right. social media if you're honest with yourself you're saying i want to be known for being a good producer engineer yes. and maybe the outcome is that you want work to stay alive that's fair but ultimately you can't scoff at people who are willing to do it we're just doing what we have to do to to be known to be good for what we're doing it, and I, it's it's been true and he highlights it's been true not it's not just true now it's not just TikTok. it was 50 years ago in the old industry it was 
years and years before that with Bach and Bay, like everyone yeah. had to play. He, he yeah, says exactly. everyone had to play the king's court. Yep. You, you've always had to do other things if what you want is to be known for being good at what you do. There's no shame. And, in. and just on a side story, uh, you know, and then I, I have to pee. Can you believe it? Yep. That sounds right. Uh, sounds about right. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so um, I, w I I had a conversation one time with with Zach De La Rocha from from Rage Against the Machine because Zach De La Hooch. <laughs> one one of the very funny things about that band is like even now if you like look up if, you know you'll see a conversation about this on Reddit or anywhere where there's a sure, comment thread sure. and someone will be like yeah these guys really hate capitalism right yeah but their tickets because, are yeah because you know they make money off of doing their yeah. job you know and and it always frustrates me because you know it's like no matter what if you can't you can't be Martin Luther King without gathering people around you to hear you yeah. that want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. So at the end of the day, as much as any of these great civil rights people, any of these great like even though they really are altruistic, Zach's altruistic as fuck. Like sure. His sure. entire like mission, he really means it. Yes, yeah. he really means it. When I met him, he still drove a Volkswagen Jetta or something. I love shit. it. Like yeah. he was, and he I won't was, dox him, but you said he just lived in some little he house. Lived he lived in some he little house. He had a big house that he yes. wouldn't even use. He didn't yeah. even live. The only reason he even moved to his bigger house, and then because he he just had some people showing up at his house problem. Sure. And it became like you don't understand. This is like like when people are like, oh, I bet you he doesn't fly commercial. Yeah, because do you know how tough it is to be a huge celebrity at sure. that level yeah. and fly commercial? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like you can't you like you there's no privacy. Even yeah. me, and we've talked about this before, me, this guy, yeah, you know, it's not on flight. Well, I mean it has happened on like airports before, but uh, and when people thought I was Justin Timberlake, but uh, <laughs> but I have I, you know like I, I can't I can't go to like a guitar center sure. and just like yeah. like chill in a guitar. I go to anywhere where there's musicians happening. There's people that recognize me at sixty thousand followers on TikTok. People recognize yeah. me. So uh, so anyway, that whole big thing is to be like you are never just an artist. You are yeah, never yeah. just one thing. You are the whole conglomerate of all the things that exist that is part of your image, your brand, your everything. You yeah. know? And it's like, it's the same for us now as minor. So true. Yep. You want to just do art, just do like art. But if you want to be known yes. for your art, if you want your art to be known, you're going to have to hustle other things. Yes. And, and like, that's, I mean, that, that's been huge for me in this whole conversation yeah. is like, we said this, this was like episode one about yeah. talking about, you know, we're doing, we, we are, do we do TikTok, yeah. you know, and how often that it's been that, you know, suddenly after been doing this for decades, yeah. you know, a decade and a half, yeah. we're, we're now suddenly getting the, um, the accolades for being sure. good yeah. at what we do. I think and that's only because we told people that sure. that's what we were yeah. doing. I also think, by the way, we, we're highlighting, that's, that's how it should be, though, that it's evidence that our balance is correct and not just to pat us on the back. But I didn't have social media for the first 14, 15 years of my career, over a decade for both of us. Yes. Uh, and I think that means that the iceberg was shaped the correct direction. You right. know what I mean? Like just the tip of is, was, is the social media part, but we worked hard and it has to remain that way. For anyone coming up, you have to prioritize making good music. If you're making content, I'll say it again, the music you make better be better than the content you make about music. Yes. Yeah. If that's the case, then make all the content and if that, you want. And if that is the case, like you, you know, it's like I, I see this all the time. If you do or if you are doing content, you're doing stuff, it will catch, you know? Like sure. That's, yep. that's yeah. because people feel the, the genuine, like, yeah. you know, personality that goes into it and yeah. they don't have to question what your purpose is because yeah. when i see somebody making music that i'm like 
bro, did you literally just get in this to like be famous? This is your only sure. like, thing. Yeah. It shines. It yep. shows. Yeah, it's Everybody, so you can tell when somebody is in it because they love what they do. Because somebody like Vic Mensa, who yeah. is literally at this point ten years into his career, eleven yeah. years into being a successful yeah. artist, whatever boundaries you put on successful, but a successful artist. 10 years in, or like last year he started learning guitar because he wanted for to him. be more of so an artist. Killer. I've know? seen him playing like, that strap, by the way. Yeah. It looks dope. I have to pee so bad that you're going to close this. I'm going to close But it. I love you all. We lo we're so grateful for all of you. This is so fun. I know this was a mess. What's up, TikTok? Uh, as it should be, though. I, I honestly love this flow oh, of just like letting great. it be what it is. Yeah, uh, so this is my exit, and Will can, can sign off here. Yep. But I love you all. Yes. All right, I Will's was going to just, that. I will talk I about pee. that right now. Um, we are going to start um, stockpiling episodes a little bit because the point is like we both, again, this is not our jobs. We are doing this. I mean, literally, I look at this as a service to the community because like you guys support me and like help me get through all. And like, I love the communities that we're part of. But like, I do look at this as like, uh, I'm here to be a good voice of reason for all this stuff. So all that to say, um, like, you know, we don't, I, we don't, we're not getting paid for this. Isn't it? So we have to do our jobs, you know, and in order to do that, we stockpile some episodes and we get some stuff built up so that we can do a 10 week run of here is 10 episodes and culminate. Uh, all that to say, I would expect perhaps by uh, maybe the end of August, we'll be ready to start a season two once we just get a couple episodes in the bank so that we have something in case we can't do it every week. Um, to like put together. Uh, I know for season two, I do have, we have a bunch of guests that we are gonna talk about. Uncle Phil from TikTok will be back. He's just unofficially Uncle Phil. I don't, it's not his name or anything. We just call him Uncle Phil, but um, he'll be back in LA in a little bit. I'd love to get an episode with him and have the three bald uh, drunk uncles. Well, I'm the drunk uncle and Phil's like the semi-drunk uncle and Shane's the sober uncle. Anyway, to have him uh, on, we, uh, I did talk to um, Kara, who uh, is in Vegas. She's going to be oh, yeah. stopping by. We want to have a very specific episode about women in audio and how to encourage more women in audio to and get let, involved. And let a woman and, be the one to talk about. And let a woman be the one to talk about instead of us mansplaining everything. Even though I'm probably going to jump in and fucking talk over like 50 times. Will will monologue um, yeah, monologue for a good time. But, um, uh, you know, I'd love, I, I definitely, I talked about Chris Fogel. If you are not, our, uh, if, if you are on Instagram, I'm trying to get him into TikTok. If you are on Instagram, go over to Chris's Instagram. You can definitely find his stuff. It's uh, Chris, F-O-G-E-L, Fogel. Uh, go over and tell him you want to see him on TikTok. Leave him annoying messages all the time because I want to get more people like that who are great leaders in this world, who are, amazing engineers to be able because honestly man i can't wait till chris stitches one of my posts and is like actually will <laughs> you know that that moment in my life will be complete because he's actually willed me several times in my life and i yeah so he should be able to do this on the internet as well and get famous for it so uh so all that we definitely want to have some more guests uh, we um we are going to put all the youtube episodes in between now and then uh, or then and now, I guess, or whatever. Anyways, we are going to um, start uploading the YouTube episodes because now that we're not worrying about this every week, I can you know get the the video up. And I have uh, Rob from my Discord is helping me out Thank to God. edit all these and get them up. And um, so we're going to start working on that, making sure we can do that. And uh, and eventually, um, uh, I want to see a 
us thriving in both the YouTube and the TikTok and the podcast space. Um, uh, so all that stuff is going to come between now and then. I would say probably by the end of August, maybe uh, maybe the beginning of September, we'll start running season two. And um, and uh, in between then, you know, if you guys have uh, things you'd like us to talk about, leave the comments somewhere. Yeah. Uh, the YouTube is a great place for uh, the kids, the kids these days to come and, and leave comments. I, I literally just looked at the episode one comments for the first time today and was like, oh, yeah, I should answer some of these, yeah. you know, people, all of them. When are you putting if, more episodes? <laughs> Star, yeah. Spotify, podcast, whatever, or comment if you can. I don't know that stuff, but I'm sure. Yeah, just in, interact with us. Always remind people to do that stuff because I'm sure it helps the algorithm. I, I appreciate all the interaction. I appreciate all the interaction, and I want that interaction to continue. So anywhere you guys interact with us is great for us. It gives us more opportunities. We would love to have brands. If there's any brands out there that want to talk, uh, you know, sponsorship for the podcast or any of that stuff, yeah. we're happy to involve that. I'm not much of a salesman, but I will absolutely happily say X sponsored this podcast. Yeah, I will 100% say your name in the podcast <laughs> and, and I will take your money happily and I will also use it for wonderful purposes like you know having a better team so this shit actually gets done right <laughs> and increasing the quality you know, and all that stuff so um i dude i am so thankful to all of you uh all over the sphere that that have been a part of this uh i i love so much that you guys give a shit about the things that we say and care about our opinions and also that we are able to give you guys good opinions that are helpful and, and you care about because God, it's, it's, you know, we live in a world of misinformation. It has always been that way. It has been, I mean, I, even when I was coming up, there was always, it, it wasn't the same misinformation, but there's always been bad information out there. Yeah. There's always been bad faith actors in this industry trying to take people's money. And I love that, uh, that y'all um, that y'all have somebody to, to at least bounce something off of. I know Shane and I are both very present in our comments everywhere, so... Um, I appreciate you all. I know uh, this has been the, the, the funnest thing that I've done in the audio world for a long time, doing this podcast with Shane, because we are good friends, but also polar opposites, and, uh, and yet we still have a lot of the same uh, opinions on things and feel the same way about stuff. So I know, yeah, I, I know that we're giving you good information because we are from opposite ends of every spectrum, and we still uh, have you know, great, great opinions to, to share. And yeah. Fully aware of our stupidity. Yes, 100%, without a doubt. We, we, we love and appreciate you guys very much. So thanks for joining us today. Uh, we are going to wrap this up. Uh, that sounds about right. Season one comes to an end now. All right, we actually have to end it, though.